Attention, Shit. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Ebert. Live on any Mini Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the hell knows where. This is Mike Check Radio for Saturday... January 19th, 2019. There we go. Ha! One minute in, and I'm doing okay. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> joining me as always out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Ligon. Howdy! You, you sound calm you're not on your you're not on your caffeine pills tonight right no i'm not but request noted <laughs> and also joining us out of port st lucy florida the rogue dm dungeon master mother of cats etc etc uh michelle ligon yes yes i am here and, and she is taking on a very sacred and important duty uh, she will, she is on F-bomb watch. She's going to see how long it takes me to say the F word tonight. And if I go the entire, you know, if I go the entire show without saying it, she has to certify that. Yes. Me, and and when that, she certifies that... it, my obligation is over. Right, because that's my birthday present. So, here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> we and shall let's, see. Let's go for at least one segment. Come on. One segment yes. this time. Baby steps, baby steps. Um, uh, Kenny Pick will be in with us, I believe, at the bottom of the second hour, possibly top of the of the second, because um, we're still going to be talking about nerd talk uh, at the top of the second hour. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I got some good nerd stuff. I'm going to be talking about a new anime series that premiered uh, this week, uh, The Promised Neverland. I think I think this is going to be one you're going to want to watch, Michelle. Very uh, cool. But I'll explain why. And then, uh, uh, of course, uh, oh, episode two just went up two days ago. Oh. Uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> shit, I could have watched episode two this afternoon. Um, and I'll also be talking briefly about uh, the the uh, reboot of Carmen San Diego. Uh, speaking of Carmen San Diego, you know, I, 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 I finished all ten episodes, uh, I finished the, the, the last episode last night, 
And I gotta say, I'm wondering if maybe our cartoon president is actually a member of Vile, which is uh, the Villains International League of Evil. <laughs> you know, I mean, we all know he is Vile. I'm just saying, what if he is in Vile? It would explain so much. He's not nearly competent enough. <laughs> you are right. He's not. He is not competent. I mean, it, uh. Uh oh. Are there technical difficulties going on right now? Uh, I forgot to push a button. Uh oh. Uh, oops. Push the button. I push forgot the button, to push. Adam. I forgot. To, <laughs> I forgot to push the button. I'm sorry. Oh no. <laughs> uh, long story short. Michelle is on F button watch. She will be. Uh, she she's in charge of telling me when I failed to not to not use the F word, or certifying that I have gone the entire show without without using the F word. Um, I was also talking about how uh, I finished uh, the new version of Carmen Sinego on Netflix, and I'm beginning to think maybe our cartoon dictator is uh, actually a member of Vile, which is again. The Villains International League of Evil. Yeah. And that's that's about where we got. And I and I responded that he is not competent enough. Yes. He is Michelle is, believes he is not competent enough to um uh be a member in good standing of Vile. Which uh, you know, uh, makes sense, I guess, you know, but still He's not even confident to be a member of Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and Chaos is... And Chaos lets Starker in. <laughs> so, are we talking about his latest flub at 4 p.m. today? Uh, I have nothing for that. I, 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 re I read about it. Uh, you know, his non-deal deal, which, no... Hard pass. That's the same deal we offered you on... I almost... <laughs> Before the courts already confirmed it. Right. <coughs> you know... Uh, so, so he's offering nothing He's all, yeah, something. He, hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah. You know, uh, but he's... He's such a petulant jerk. I mean, like, he cancels Nancy Pelosi's trip to go tell NATO, we're not going to let him pull out. It, it, it's cool. <laughs> I'm uh, as bad... Okay. Yes, what Trump did, it sucked. Yeah. But... But, but, but... Here, the thing is that if the Democrats had gone over to Afghanistan the right would have painted it as a photo op. It says, oh, you're just doing this to show up Trump or whatever, because Trump's never been over there. That's a war zone. We'll see him within, you know, spitting distance of that crap. It's so, um, by him canceling this, it forces the Democrats to stay home and focus on him. <laughs> but here's the thing, Which, here's the thing. I don't consider that a bad thing. Here's the problem. Nancy Pelosi had already canceled that trip. Why is that a problem? 
because it was just basically Schittler being Schittler. He was being an ass. Uh, all right, you lost me. What uh, she canceled it before Trump canceled it? Yes. Okay. And so he's just being a he's jerk. He's just and... he's just throwing a temper tantrum as he is wont to do. Uh, look at it. Look at it from uh, the positive aspect, rather than just saying, "Oh, he's slapping the face. He's disrespecting." He's now look at it from the perspective of he's desperate. He's scared. He is doing this because he doesn't know what else to do. Well, yeah, I mean, he, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but he basically committed witness tampering on on national TV. How stupid do you have to be to do that? We we already know that there's no lar, low bar when it comes to stupidity on on his side. So, you know, it, it, there, there's no low bar. You can't get any lower, you know. He's always going to do something stupid. You just have to realize it's just going to happen and happen and happen. Yeah. Uh, before we get to political talk, I just want to say, today is Talison Jeffy's 42nd birthday, which means he is now officially the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. Happy birthday, Talison. Tell us, of course, uh, he's done dubbing. He did the the, the direction of uh, Helsing Ultimate. And he was Percy and is Caduceus on Critical Role. So, uh, happy birthday, Tellison. Happy 42nd Woot -woot. birthday. Uh, so, anyway, um, we'll get to the witness tampering next segment. Let's talk about the Gillette ad that is making the right wing ah! lose their freaking minds. Yeah, I saw enough about this. I'm like, I had to, I had to pull it up and look at it myself. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're not an asshole, it doesn't apply to you. It is a <laughs> shot across the bow, and those men, and I use that with air quotes, that are. Bullies are threatened. They are, they they feel the need to lash back because it's directly aimed at them. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Here is a uh, uh, fox and freaks with a guest talking about the Gillette ad. Gillette, you know. And I will say this: I'm a solid Gillette man now. Uh, when I bought some razors, uh, you know, the other day. As a hysterical, you know, fuck you. Damn it! <laughs> Seven twelve p.m. There we go. <laughs> well, I think that's an improvement from last week. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. And I was I was just pausing to look at the time. That's all. That's why you you, were, you said damn it first. I'm like, okay, what time is it? Alright. We got it. <laughs> well, I still have next week to try. Yes. And I have the remaining uh two hours and forty seven <laughs> minutes. Right? Forty seven uh, minutes. You 
You're clear for the rest of the show because you already blew it. <laughs> yeah, but. I... <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, I, I, I still have time before your birthday, so. Yeah, so much for taking this show into syndication. <laughs> the goal has never been to go into syndication. Has it? Have we? I'm I'm making a joke. I mean, I'll, I'll you, put it. You know, but, yeah. You know, if, 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 someone... if you can't, if you can't go 12 minutes without saying the f bomb, I could go 12 minutes without saying the f bomb. <laughs> we've got we've got 17 minutes left in this segment. Just you yeah. watch me crush it. <laughs> yes, but there's the FCC already giving you a little ring. <laughs> we don't have to worry about the FCC. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That's that's why the little joke about not going to syndication. It's okay. All right, I know anyway. we're never expecting to be professionals at this. I, well, I, I hold you all to the highest of professional standards. The exact same standard that I hold myself to. And as soon as I get a paycheck that is at least minimum wage, we will meet that, those specifications. Sure, if you want uh, minimum wage is what this and $7.25. Hold on, doing some math here. $7.25 times three. So that's a big $21.75 per show each. Uh, so that would be for the two of you, uh, $43.50. Uh, we'll talk to Kenny about taking that out of petty cash. Uh-huh. Yes. And I'm sure the George Soros check is still late. You had to bring so, that up. Anyway, let's talk about this. Let's go to, to uh, Fox and Freaks, who are just losing their... I mean, they're losing their shit about... Look, it's not about you unless you're a... You're a top... You're an example of toxic masculinity. So if you're reacting like this... You're proving their point! Twelve minutes. Matt, what do you think of the ad? Well, you know, I had no idea that harassment and bullying and assault were wrong, so I'm glad that my, my shaving cream Finally. could chime in and let me know. Um, you know, I, I think it's clearly insulting for a number of reasons. Obviously, it portrays men as a bunch of, like, oafs and, and morons who just don't know how to act right. But I think the part that you showed is, is, the, is really what rubs me the wrong way where it says that you know we were acting wrong we didn't know what we were doing and then the me too movement came along and it was this sort of epiphany where we all realized like oh actually we're not supposed to assault and and abuse women no you know here's the thing most i didn't learn anything from the me too movement i learned nothing at all because i already knew that okay i wasn't i didn't okay he says he didn't learn anything from me too because you're an asshole Fun fact, I can say that as much as I want because that's not covered by my by my agreement. <laughs> I didn't learn anything from the Me Too movement. That's not something to be proud of. Yeah. That's not something to be proud of. No, it isn't. It's like saying I graduated from college and I learned nothing. I learned plenty in college. I'm just saying that if I graduated from college and didn't learn anything, that's not something to brag about. Ignorance is not... What What's the opposite of... Uh... Ignorance is not a good thing. It's not a positive personality trait. Agreed. But, uh... 
Here's cut two. A lot of men would think that's wrong, and some of these men that are being accused of this know that it's wrong. They just knew that they weren't going to ever get caught, and now the whole country's talking about it. There's a Me Too movement, and this ad, in my opinion, holds men accountable, and it tells them, hey, we got to be better. What's wrong with that message? Well, I, uh, because, uh, number one, most men, again, don't, don't need this message. You're not going to find an advertisement like that directed at women. Like, you're not going to find an advertisement that shows women, you know, gossiping and nagging their husbands and shopping too much. And then, and then it says, well, but some women know the right way to act. And then it shows women <laughs> having this epiphany and realizing they're not supposed to do those things. Look, if there was an ad like that, I think women across the country would be insulted. Feminists would be outraged, you know, burning the product in the street and throwing it into windows, probably, reacting. <laughs> ah, that was a classic two quote quay. A what? A two? Two quote quay. That's you're another. He took it from men and shifted the focus to women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know there was a term for that. I'm sorry. The term <laughs> is two quote quay. It's you're another. It's like when you're losing an argument and you go, oh, yeah, well, you are too. Yeah. That's two quote quay. You're okay. See who said this program isn't educational. Yeah. Well, you've heard ad hominem? Yeah, I know ad hominem. Good. Two quick ways just like that, but something else. <laughs> then it's, it's not just like that, fallacy. now is it? <laughs> it's a logical fallacy. They are Fair both enough. logical fallacies. Okay, here we go. Cut the cut the final. So it, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's patronizing, it's insulting, and um, it just takes a very cynical um, and downbeat view of men that I think, number one, is not justified, and number two, we get it. I mean, men are lectured right. nonstop about these things. We understand by now, so just back off and shut up and sell us your razors. Right. My thing is, if Gillette wants to sponsor something for men because it is their brand, go to PBS and do an hour documentary and educate us all, but don't try to educate us and ask us to buy your way expensive, too expensive razors. <laughs> Wow, the whining in that those did, clips. Uh, did Gillette buy airtime on Fox? No, no, they did not. Well, that tells you who their uh, their demographic is, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. And I hope Gillette uh, does well with this. I uh, I think they are. Because you know they are they are the best <clears throat> a man can get. All right. Uh, another. I'm not going to name the organization that this this clip came from. Let's just say that they're in dire straits because they recently got caught hanging out with a Russian honeypot spy, and they can no longer afford for their coffees to have for their for their employees to have coffee. I probably just gave gave it all away, but that's okay. Uh, but uh, here is uh, here we go. Cut the cut the first. 
Well, I'm sure that uh, statement did not go over well, <laughs> for sure. With the, you know, the 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 culture we have in America today is that you know everybody's a winner, everybody gets participation trophies, and you know this is what has spawned this generation of mealy mouth uh, young men who, uh, any any metric you want to measure, men are getting less masculine today and the crazy thing is the culture says that's a good thing well it's not a good thing men were made to create they were made to conquer and if they don't have something to conquer if they're told by the culture just just sit back just be comfortable don't do anything dangerous no men were meant to be dangerous and that's why there's such a clash between what what i preach what i espouse when it comes to men manhood and what uh, some of those clowns on the left like to like to talk about Thank you for proving Gillette's point. Men are meant to be dangerous. Wow. Wow. I don't know what to tell you about that guy. That's a, that's a straight-up person in full defense mode trying to justify why ma to toxic masculinity should be allowed to continue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's... I mean... He's... Um, he's probably, you know, hardcore Christian, so he doesn't believe in, uh, you know, evolution. And he doesn't realize that men don't need to be cavemen anymore. The secret is to bang the rocks together, guys! <laughs> yeah, it's... It, oh, good lord. You can be masculine without being a complete and utter boob. Come on, people. I've almost got it down. What? <laughs> I think you've got it just right, darling. Oh, thank you. But, <laughs> I mean, it's not... These people just are crazy. They're crazy. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. We need to teach our sons to be upset when they lose because competition is a good thing. There was nothing dangerous about this team on the basketball court, I'll tell you what. And so I said, I turned <laughs> to my girlfriend, and I said, you know, if I was the coach, I would gather them up, and I'd say, I want you all to read the scoreboard, 35 to 5, all right? Read it out loud. And then I would say to them, i say, you know what? You embarrassed your coach. You embarrassed yourselves. But most of all, you embarrassed your whole family up there in the stands. What are we going to do to turn this around? And they're nine. I didn't go down that road to say it, but I think it might have been a good little speech at the end of the game. And that's why you're a shitty parent and they don't want you coaching. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's okay. I, this is exactly, okay, so what you're, you're looking at is just like when Obama became president, it stirred the racists in this country. It, it drove up the, the uh, memberships and the uh, hate groups and what have you. And that, that's, this is very similar to that. You're seeing... A shift in the society 
And those and the bullies, the misogynists, they see it coming and they see it as a loss of power, just as when the racists saw a loss of power when Obama became president. And so their natural instinct, their natural reaction is to try and fight, try and push back. They're going to lose. The, the, the pushing of society is going to continue. It's a slow process. It's not going to happen overnight. But this is a great milestone, I think, in the process. Yeah, I mean, they're going to lose. They're on the wrong... <clears throat> They're on the they're on the wrong side of history. Uh, you know they're they're just too dumb to see it. You know, uh, it, it, but I mean, even the dinosaurs had no idea they were about to be you know driven extinct by a giant meteor. You know. All right, uh, I think uh, da, 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 ah, last cut from this one. I think well. Oh. You know, I think the science of motivation, Grant, uh, especially when it comes to, to boys, means you've got to play to their masculinity. You've got to help them understand that, you know, this is what men do. Men try harder. Men do the dirty work. Men get out there and, and uh, fight. They stay in the fight and they don't give up. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, there's far too many uh, yes. people Chuck, who are when it comes doing to just the opposite today. When it comes to basketball, men take the charge. Not step out of the way as they are trying to take a charge. Yeah. All right. Chuck Holton, thank right. you very much. Absolutely. Hey, there's your book, Making Men. That's you and your son, correct? Uh, no, I... I'll just uh, stop there. Uh, and, if, you know, if this guy is a father, someone needs to call Child Protective Services on his ass. He shouldn't be allowed to raise earthworms, let alone children. <clears throat> So, but, but yeah, I mean, they're just, they're just loose. Their, their tiny pea brains can't handle this. It's like, we can't, we can't treat women poorly anymore without consequences. Nope. And I'm laughing no. my, I'm laughing my ass off watching these people just go apoplectic with the prospect that they can't treat women poorly anymore and not have consequences. Well, yeah, times are changing, so. It's that they can't get away with it anymore. Right. Or they're not getting away with it anymore. It's not that they haven't been doing it all the time. It's just that now they're getting caught. Now they're getting. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. It, now, now there, now there are consequences for that behavior. I mean, and when that, you look at, uh, and, and it's really awkward to give a thank you to Trump for this, but after Trump, it pushed the women to really just stand up and say, "Nope, fuck this." And uh, I mean, you you saw uh, how many, how many? I mean, Weinstein, Bill O'Reilly. Matt Lauer. These guys, had Trump not been elected, I dare say, every one of them would nothing would have happened. It, it, it wouldn't have come out. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have in, ignited the fury that this country is experiencing, shifting our our society. I agree. I, yeah, but unfortunately, the um, examples Miles just gave. Yes, they lost their jobs and that sort of thing, but they also got bought out with huge severance packages. Even uh, but they, if got, they got fired. Yes, but they got caught. That's and still, my point. That takes some of the sting out of it, you know, but at least they did 
they did finally get some recognition for their sh- my, their very lousy behavior. My point is the movement in ignited the society to give women the courage to come forward and make yes. the accusations. Okay. And but we still can't get anything against Trump after uh, for his 17 or however many it's, I think it's up in the 20s now accusers. Say oh. lovey. All right, you know, uh, it, it's going to happen eventually. Not for that, but he's he's got so much on his platter. <laughs> well, you know, uh, here's hoping. I'm allowed to dream. All right, <clears throat> we're going to go to break, and uh, when we come back... We're going to, I mean, like I said, if you watch Fox News, not that anyone here actually willingly watches Fox News, uh, on last Sunday, uh, no, Saturday night, I think, it was Saturday or Sunday, um, you witnessed the president, air quotes, commit witness tampering. We've got audio for that. we got other stuff related to, uh, we're going to talk about the greatest American zero after we get back. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Fire. It's atomic fire. 
Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Look, I'm up to here with cool, okay? I am so amazingly cool. You could keep a side of meat in me for a month. I am so hip, I have difficulty seeing over my pelvis. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. So see, there we go. I made it through the entire segment, uh, entire rest of the segment, 17 minutes, which is longer than the 12 minutes it took me to fail. <laughs> I made it 17 Yay. minutes in counting. Like I said, baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. Well, today's already spoiled, so, you know, I'm you just... got it easy. <laughs> well, Adam's just proving he can do it. Ah. And, and bits and pieces. If I, bits and pieces. <laughs> if I go the entire minute, that's two hours and 47 minutes. It's which means still not the I, entire show. Which means <laughs> I only have to add another 12 minutes next time to go the entire, you know, I will, I only have to, you know. Incorrect. No, hold Incorrect. on. You, you're it has missing to be one. for one full show. Yes, I'm well aware of that. But if I can do it for two hours, 47 minutes, doing it for another 12 minutes on top of that, the next show should be a cakewalk. He, yes, he, but he wants count. a rolling timer. He wants no, a rolling I don't timer. Want a, 
I don't want a rolling timer. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if I can go for two hours, 47 minutes, I should be able to go for three hours next time. Correct. That, that well, is, I, I agree. I'm not asking for a rolling timer. I agree. Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone longer without saying it than it took me to fail. That's an improvement. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> yes, I'm I, I, I'm Michelle Lagan from Port St. Lucie, Florida. I'm and I'm Miles Lagan. Okay, <laughs> I, fine. All right, there we go. They're introduced. Yes. Let's get to let's get to talking about the greatest American zero. The no puppet. No puppet. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear. You won't admit. No, you're the, the right. I'm gonna bomb the shit out of them. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. I moved in there like a bitch. No politician in history, and I say this with great charity, has been treated worse or more unfairly. This guy, oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I don't, oh, maybe that's what I said. I'm really not a bad person, by the way. I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. I'm not ranting and raving. I'm just telling you, you know, you're dishonest people. Nuclear holocaust would be like no other. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. She doesn't have the stamina. I said she doesn't have the stamina. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Guys, I know we've done some fucked up things before, but I think this takes the fucked up cake. There you go. All right, so uh, first of all, breaking news, Senator Chuck Schumer has officially said... No deal. Well, good. Good on him. Uh, let, let's keep it that way. Well, there wasn't anything to do with deals on. The courts have already ruled against Trump on that fact. Well, so he has yes. nothing to deal with. I'm just saying, no, no, we're not going to, we are not going to give you your stupid border wall for temporary status for dreamers. Go pound sand. S fode. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let's go straight to this to to Janine Pirro. Uh, remember reminder that uh, Pirro is close to Piero, which is the Japanese word for clown, which is what she is. Maybe Janine Pirro isn't vile. Anyway, so you're going to listen to these two clips and you're going to hear the, I hate saying those two words together, the president engage in witness tampering, or in this case, witless tampering. <clears throat> Here's cut one. All right. And now, of course, uh, little Adam Schiff, as you call him, uh, is going to be dragging in uh, and, and, and Jerry Nadler going to be dragging in Michael Cohen, an already proven liar to Congress. No, OK, I got to stop there. They're not dragging anyone in. He says, I want to come in. I want I want to help bring down my dickweed douchebag of a former boss or client, whatever <laughs> they think. Cohen's being dragged? Yeah. That's that's how they're... That's, oh, wow. Yeah. That's the spin. You know what? 
I'd love to see Fox play some of the uh, video clips from his testimony and show just how unhappy he is to be there. <laughs> Congress convicted of it. Uh, you know, are you uh, are you worried that, that he's no, going to... I was a client of his, and, you know, you're supposed to have lawyer-client privilege, but it doesn't huh. matter because I'm a very honest person, frankly. But... He's in trouble on some loans and fraud and taxi cabs and the stuff that I know medallions. nothing about. And in order to get a sentence reduced, he says, I have an idea. I'll, uh, tell, t I'll give you some information on the president. Well, there is no information, but he should give information maybe on his father-in-law, because that's the one that people want to look at, because where does that money? That's the money in the family. So, again, you just heard it. Witness tampering. They should look at his father-in-law. Shame if something were to happen to him. You know, basically engaging in mob tactics, like that scene in, in Godfather where the guy goes to testify in Congress and finds out that the mob flew his relative in from Sicily and is in the gallery. You know, I mean, that right there is obstruction of justice. Everyone, yeah. everyone who heard that clip, and that is not edited, you know, I, I don't edit these clips, okay? I go through, I find a point to stop, where it's a logical stop, so no one can say, he's taking stuff out of context, make conservatives look bad. Conservatives don't need my help to look bad. No. No, they it's don't. Like, it's like that line in Clue, remember? Are you trying to make me look like a fool in front of the other guys? You don't need any help from me, sir. You know, you, they don't need help from me. But, <laughs> um, again, that's witness tampering. That That is witness intimidation, and that is a crime. He is, I mean, how much more does he have to get away with before someone finally says, you know what, I'm done? There is, from what I heard this week, it... It is really looking bad with regards to the um, lying to Congress aspect of this. When Cohen goes before Congress and tells Congress that Trump told him to lie to Congress. Yeah. And, it, and, and, it, that's impeachable stuff right there. And, of course, Republicans don't care because they want his judges. Because he's not picking these judges. <clears throat> Heritage Foundation is. The Republicans, I'll just say this. There's there's the hardcore, you know, you're not going to change them no matter what. And as you long as the base... You can't fix stupid. As long as the base stands behind Trump and, you know, you've got that certain percentage. But how many uh, Republicans voted for, with the Democrats on um, in the House? I think only 50-some-odd Republicans voted against the bill to uh, about the uh, sanctions uh, that the, the White House once lifted against uh, whatever that oligarch is. Only 50-ish. It was less than Oleg 60. Deripaska. Right. Less than 60 Republicans. It was 350-something that voted. That, so, I mean, there was like 100 and change, 100, 100 change Republicans that uh, flipped that went against Trump on this in the House. And, and that's a veto-proof majority. So the cracks in the dam are there. And as they start to widen, 
We know. We know. I mean, where yeah, to the Senate. The, we know where the to Senate's apply the pressure. Hold, well, the Senate's the Senate's holding firm for you know. You got what four senators that are kind of you know, eh, but uh, the Senate's a different need, animal. But we uh, need sixty-seven votes for impeachment. I'm aware. No, I'm not talking. I'm just talking about veto-proof majority. Although you need sixty-six for that, or sixty-seven. Sixty-seven, I believe. Sixty-seven. Yeah. So when you get there, you know, <laughs> you know, those Republicans have had enough. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> All right. So here's here's cut two. Where? Well, you're gonna have to hear it. And I guess he didn't want to talk about his father. He's trying to get his sentence reduced. So it's... Uh, All right. I got to nip this in the bud right now. Him talking to Congress does jack shit to get his sentence reduced. Congress has it, no control over that. The only thing that might happen is his sentence would get lengthened. Because if he lies again, he gets another charge of lying to Congress. Yeah. Uh, he's not... I mean... You can't, I mean, I guess maybe you can make the case that he means he's trying to avoid another, more time by telling the truth. In which case, if if the truth doesn't, you know, implicate Trump, what does he care? The fact that he's reacting like this shows Cohen knows where bodies are buried, figuratively, possibly literally. There is a significant number of people in Trump's orbit that are, um, is it Weisenberg, the guy that was in charge of the the Trump Foundation or the the finances of certain uh, aspects of things. I think uh, I think that's the name. That sounds familiar. That guy. That guy's talking to Mueller, and it's it's only a matter. They of time. know what side I, of their bread is buttered on. So it's only I just uh, as as impatient as I can get. I mean, I'm patient for the most part, but I am so ready. I just want. All right, here's here's my thing on this. So, yes, we want Trump gone, but investigations continue and continue and continue, and I have reached the point where I'm like, look, just just pick something, anything that you've already investigated. You've got all the eyes dotted, all the T's crossed. You don't need to go on and continue investigating things. Just get one good thing you've got to slam dunk on. Bring it out. I I, yeah, I the disagree. Investigations can continue. All right. I, I, I'm uh, all for. I I think that I'm all for. You know, I, I agree. You know, we can we can start. You know, if we got something, start the process. But we shouldn't stop. I didn't you know? say stop. Remember, remember my theory, which is if we make him miserable enough, he'll leave. Yeah, but I didn't say stop. I misunderstood you then. I apologize, Miles. Please I, forgive I'm me. I'm saying that you just take one one of the multiple, these are what, 17 investigations? Just take one of the multiples and just say, that's the one, that's good enough. I'm not saying quit on the other 16 at all. I I'm said saying, I misunderstood and that I was all right. sorry. All right, never mind. Proceed. Sorry. We're good. All right. Let's get back to this. It's uh, pretty sad. You know, it's weak and it's very sad to watch a thing like that. I couldn't care less. What is his father in law's name? I don't know, but you'll find out and you'll look into it because yeah, nobody know. knows what's going on over there. He doesn't even know the guy's name. 
Trump's got memory problems. That's Let me not tell an, you, unknown. Someone, someone crosses me, I remember their name. Okay? This guy, what's his name? I don't know. Then shut up! Just shut up! So there you have it. He commit he's committing witness tampering right in front of our faces. And I'd like to see each and every one of Fox News's uh, of the viewers of that program called in as a witness to to corroborate. Yes, I saw this. And then we got him on witness tampering. Boom. Drop the mic, walk away. Uh, actually, uh, before we go, I, I dug up this clip, uh, from one of my favorite bad movies. Um, and this okay. kind of, this kind of sums up my feelings about the whole, uh, you know, what Democrats should do with regards to the, uh, shutdown. Uh, this clip is from <laughs> the 1994 film Street Fighter starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, uh -huh. you might you might remember this, Michelle, as the movie that killed Raul Julia. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not really, uh, but you know, I like the joke and say it is. Um, he did it for his grandkids. I respect that. He knew this was a turkey. Uh, but anyway, here I I you know again, this is coming from an incomprehensible Belgian, folks. I agree with this one hundred percent. You're just in time for the kickoff. I'm afraid not, Colonel. The Security Council has just voted. They've decided to negotiate. You're joking. We think we can deal with General Bison. You're instructed to call off the assault. Contact him. Request an extension of his deadline. We are prepared to pay the ransom demand. Twenty billion dollars? What will prevent him from taking more hostages next month and asking for fifty billion? One hundred billion? Colonel. Have you lost your mind? No. You've lost your balls. I think that's an excellent point. Hold the line, Democrats. I'm not disappointed. So far, I think they're doing well. They, f they found their balls. <laughs> um, Alright, let's get to this, because it has officially come to this. Uh... Sean the Incredible Soul Kennedy making the case that even if Trump did break the law, it doesn't matter because Democrats are hypocrites. I mean, it's basically a more elaborate no you uh, argument. Um, Sean Hannity is definitely <clears throat> in vile. No, no, he's too incompetent for that, too. Well, we can at least rule out people who, who you know, who are not in vile. So Sean Hannity, Trump, probably Janine Pirro. How incompetent do you have to be to get ruled out from vile? All right, anyway, here's cut one. You know, the big talking point of all Democrats today is, oh, this could be obstruction of justice. Michael Cohn. Michael Cohn is, is now saying Donald Trump directed him, told him, you know, to lie about the contacts about trump tower in in russia now in other words to 
to say it didn't that that the discussions ended in January 2016 when in reality they ended in June of 2016. That's that's what the contact is. And somehow, you know, that that the president directly Michael's saying that the president directly told him to suborn perjury and say that it really ended in in January and, and not June when in reality it ended. And I'm thinking, I'm watching the Democratic Party. They hated Michael Cohen. Now they love him because he seems to be on their political side and they're going, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, no. Not a little desperate? Yeah, he sounds pretty sound desperate. desperate. He's sounding very sulky. Sulk. Wow, it's like, <laughs> don't, don't, now that Cohen's on their side, you can't trust him? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, it's just like, they, they, you know, Mueller's a liar, Mueller and his 17 angry Democrats, blah, 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 and then Mueller comes up and says, uh, BuzzFeed was wrong. Oh my god, Mueller is right! We love Mueller! Second, I you know. I... All right, here's uh here's cut the cut two. And I'm thinking, as I'm listening to this, you know, Michael Cohn is sadly because I knew the guy and I knew his family, going to jail for lying to Congress, lying on loan applications, and and not paying his taxes. And so, and then I'm watching. Democrats, it's laughable at the end of this week with all these huge deep state developments. Democrats in Congress, their hysteria again. This is for the 900th time, you know, about President Trump based on the claims of Michael Cohn. Now, Michael Cohn does, and I would not recommend it for him. It's up to him. He goes before Congress and Jim Jordan is going to question him. And all these other Republicans are going to question them, and they're going to say, which Michael Cohn should we believe? Now, I can dismantle the credibility of all this in about 30 seconds. And yet you refuse to. Sean Hannity couldn't even make unpaid intern with Cobra. <laughs> maybe maybe their, their other branch, Dobra. I like that. That was funny, Michelle. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm here all night. Thank you. You you earned you earned your what was it twenty three what was it twenty one seventy five this week. <laughs> Just with that one joke. Oot. All right, here's cut uh, cut two. Or, no, cut three. I'm sorry. I can't count. But if you assume for the moment that even BuzzFeed nailed this story down, although reporters of the story are giving out conflicting uh, stories about whether they've seen the information or not, you know, two law enforcement officials, they say, confirmed it. Obviously, this is a special counsel leak. Um but Robert Mueller now has, what, a serious, verifiable evidence that Donald Trump ordered Michael Cohen to lie to Congress. 
which our Democratic friends insist is, is an unbelievable case of obstruction of justice, you know, because the first question has to be, since when has Democrats started caring about obstruction? Because the biggest slam dunk case of obstruction of justice, if we have equal justice and equal application of our laws, is Hillary Clinton subpoenaed emails. And then, of course, the deletions, the bleach bit, the hammers, or Bill Clinton literally had Monica Lewinsky signing a false affidavit before pressuring, you know, Betty Curry, his secretary at the time, to lie to the FBI, never mind that he later perjured himself during grand jury testimony. So, okay, that's wow. classic whataboutism. None yep. of those instances prove Trump innocent. Yeah. That is, that is, uh, what's the word? Correct. Yes. I, I have found his evil organization, um, position though. He is, he is the urinal cake monitor for <laughs> mad. <laughs> and, and the pooper scooper for mad cat. He Correct. You can multitask, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. I like that. All right, we're going to double your pay for this week. I'll get Kenny to take it out of petty cash. Anywhere, has he said when he's going to show up tonight? I wasn't paying attention. I didn't No, but, you know, let's just uh, take it by the seat of the pants, you know. When he shows up, he shows up. Okay, let's get he, to this. He has clip. other concerns. Yes, of course, of course. Of course. So Democrats now all of a sudden and their media cohorts, they're tied at the hip. You know, did they support Clinton's impeachment? Of course not. They trash Republicans who tried to hold Clinton accountable for his one man crime wave. Hillary Clinton ordered. OK, I'm going to stop there. We're not going to go through the whole. We have what is called, Sean, a sense of proportion. And my sense of proportion tells me that treason is greater than blowjob. Um, is my is my mental calculus wrong on that, Miles? I'm not inclined to argue with people that bring that crap up. I am inclined to just remember my first tactic. First thing uh, I do. Agree with them. Bingo. Okay, good. So I was my, afraid it was wrong. To shut, to shut Hannity down, you just go, you're right. Clinton did something wrong, and he should have been prosecuted for it. And Trump did something wrong, and he should be prosecuted for it. Let's move forward. It's that simple. You just simply agree. Yeah, Clinton said, yeah, you know, but whatever. Who cares? Uh, uh, he, he's just bringing it up as a distraction. And by engaging him, by arguing with him, you're giving in to the other side's taking the conversation away from the topic. You know, speaking of, have you noticed how um, our right-wing, I don't want to say friends, compatriots have been kind of quiet lately on Facebook? Yes. Yes, I have noticed Almost that. like they're ashamed of something. I have, I have an uncle on Facebook that I've hammered pretty routinely in the last year because of the crap he puts up, you know, pro-Trump crap. And yep. uh, this year, nothing. It's almost like they know nothing. they've lost. 
It's a fun thing to watch. Yes. But the good news is, is they, as far as my uncle goes, he has things that he's posted last year that I can scroll back in Facebook and find. And when he says things like, these are things like, oh, we need to stand behind our president, blah, 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 right? So uh, once Trump, once it starts to hit the fan, and we're talking him losing it or talking about resigning or impeachment is coming or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I can take that little little article, scroll back to that little Facebook post, and paste it. There you go. <laughs> and it'll jump it all the way up to the current feed. Yep. Oh, all right. Uh, fun so times. Yes, we go. We're gonna go. When we come back, we'll t- we'll start nerd talk. Um, Michelle has a segment coming up. I think we'll save that for the third hour. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've already picked up my two movies. I'm very happy with yep. these with these picks. And I let it off, and you guys knowing my two, so we are good. Hold on. There's hopefully Miles has picked. Hopefully Miles has picked a few. What are we talking about? The winter movies, hon. I know you picked one. I p- I picked my I picked my two. Yes. Oh, I thought we did those last week. No, 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 we did. What did we do last week? We prefaced it last week. Oh, we prefaced oh. it. Yeah, yeah. And then the week before we did Christmas movies, right? No, new New Year. No, movies. New Year, New Year's or New Beginnings. Yes. Right. And the the one before that was Christmas movies, holiday movies. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think that assuming Kenny is not here. No, I want to save the Promised Neverland for when he's here because I think I think it's up his alley too. Damn it! Uh, we'll be right back after this. We'll just say that and leave it there. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. All right. And we are back with uh, for hour number two here, ready to commence with Nerd Talk. And by the way, if you like this change, please feel free to let us know in the chat or via a uh, message on Facebook. Uh, I'll even take a tweet, whatever you want. Uh, oh, and by the way, speaking of Twitter, 
I have relocated to my old account, although I've renamed it the underscore Adam underscore H. So you can find me there. And uh, joining me, as always, out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. Hello! And also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM, Dungeon Master, and Mother of Cats, etc., etc., Michelle Lagan. And I can tell you what makes me happy. Fresh cooked bacon. Yum, yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bacon makes everything better. And as we speak... Critical Role Live, the search for Grog, is going on in uh, L.A. Oh, very cool. So. I, I did not, I, I decided the show was too important to go to L.A. F- to see this event. Well, <laughs> if, if, if you had decided to cancel it, Miles and I would just be, you know, back on our island building up our pirate base. So, hey. Works for me. Uh, anyway, no sign of Kenny yet. I think, I guess that means he's coming at the usual time. We shall see. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain is just kind of short-circuiting. Um, and I will, I, I, okay, so, to buy time until Kenny gets here, I'll talk about something he's probably not going to be very interested in. And that is, uh, I got I, I got another game recently for my PlayStation Four, uh, which is the place. It's a remaster of Tales of Asperia, which previously was only on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. It took like ten years, folks, to get this game on a platform that I own because I'm sorry, I'm not gonna buy Xbox for one game. Sorry, not sorry. Right. Uh, but, Don't blame you. Uh, I'm a huge Tales fan. It started with Tales of Symphonia back on the GameCube. A front, uh, actually, uh, uh, no, wrong, wrong friend. Uh, a friend of mine uh, recommended it to me. I played it. I loved it. I ate it up. And I, I've really enjoyed uh, Tales of Hesperia so far because basically it's entirely new to me. I never, like I said, didn't get a chance to play it. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, I'm really enjoying it. It takes a lot of the, a lot of the fundamentals we saw in Tales of Symphonia, add some stuff, and I, I mean, I'm mostly, I, I really think Symphonia was the best. And I, I, you know, I, I, it drives me nuts when, you know, people mess with a successful formula, but that is the nature of the world we live in. People aren't satisfied with having a great game. Nope, we gotta mess with it. Yeah, Persona Persona 2 was great. What if we add needless social links and turn it into a dating sim? sim? Cuz that's what the people huh. who play RPGs want. Um Okay. If I mean, I'm sorry, Atlas, I love you guys to death. But if I wanted to play a dating sim, I would play a dating sim. I want an RPG. A classic RPG. And you ever play what... any of the? Hmm? You ever play any of the Fable games? Uh, no. But that is what I'm getting with Tales of Vesperia, the definitive edition okay. for PlayStation Four. Uh, I will say one thing that bothers me is that um, apparently, uh, 
uh, Bandai Namco is a bunch of cheap bastards. Um, and they didn't want to pay um, Troy Baker enough money to reprise his role as the main character. So they hired someone else. And don't get me wrong, I understand. You know, money is, you know, but here's the thing. So now half of this guy's dialogue is Troy Baker and the other half is someone entirely different. And it yanks me out of my suspension of disbelief when that happens. Because for me, as I've mentioned before, I'm a very listening-centered person. And it's just, you know, I'm engrossed in this game. And all of a sudden I hear this other voice. It's like, that, that's not Yuri. What? So, I mean, I really think that if they weren't going to get Troy Baker to come back... They really should have just redubbed the whole character, the entire game. I mean, it's just sloppy work. You know, I'm glad they released it. It shouldn't have taken them this long to release it. Fans have been begging for this release for 10 years because it came out on the PlayStation 3 uh, around 2010 in Japan. And, and actually uh -huh. other English-speaking countries. And people in... Americans have been begging for this. And... Not uh, a Bandai basically actually was kind of mocking fans for it. Like when they said, we're open to your ideas. And someone said, can we get Tales of Vesperia and PlayStation? They said, not that idea. You know, like like they're being cute. I'm sorry. That's just that's just being a douche towards your fans. Um, but I mean, I appreciate that they, that they released it. But at the same time, if they weren't going to hire back troy baker to do the line because there's a bunch of new content that's why they you know that's why there's stuff that wasn't from the original um just just redub the whole character it's not gonna kill you i mean yeah you're gonna have some fans say oh i like troy baker's i, I mean i like troy baker he's an amazing voice actor um i think it's sad that he's more or less moved away from anime now i don't know what's up with that um, same thing with Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham, and a bunch of the other old funk, uh, Funimation people. You know, they basically quit doing anime. Well, you know, whatever, it's their career, but I think it's kind of sad. But at the same time, it's like, you have this role, you, he, and you don't, you know, you don't a even ask him to come back just because you don't want to pay him what he's worth. How long did we spend on this program supporting the the performance matters movement at least two years probably three yeah yeah i mean money talks and if i mean they may have just decided well you know we can afford this much and we can't afford him anymore you know i don't know i don't know what they they looked at as far as how much more they would have had to pay him i don't know the numbers i don't know the difference but. yeah we of course i don't know the numbers but uh you know i'm just saying that in that case redub the character oh i mean if you know you're talking about hiring somebody completely new and re-saying well, all that's the what, lines? That's what they did, is they hired someone completely new who doesn't even really sound like Troy Baker okay. to dub the new lines. So why not just okay. have him re-dub the old lines? Okay. Well, that, that just means they'd have to pay that person that much more. A, either they are cheap, like you said, or B, they did not have the budget to do both. 
there. It happens. Video, yes. The video games right now is so incredibly uh, competitive. I mean, there's games coming out every week of the year, and it is just it is just becoming, you know, there's good products out there and there's crap products out there. You know, and it depends on how much money you have to bed the product. I mean, look at uh, ESO had Malcolm McDowell as the lead bad guy in ESO, in Elder Scrolls Online. And they had other really great talent. You know, they had Bloom in it. Yeah. Blum. Um, Bloom. uh, Oh, Bloom. Bloom. Oh, Steve Bloom. And, yeah, um, we got we got school about that because I assumed yeah. that without it without an E, but, it was Blum, and he he I was like it's Steve Bloom. I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, we still have some more interviews to play, don't we? Yes, um, we do. Yes. And uh, there's uh oh yeah, J- Jim Ward playing yeah, Jim Ward. the second biggest bad guy in there, Manny Marco. So there you go. You know, there's some studios that can that can afford the cash payout. There's some studios that can't. This you know, studio it's, it's all, definitely can't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you get stuck with my voice, sounding like a twelve-year-old girl speaking politics. Yeah, you're off. I did not. I, <laughs> I am not criticizing you. I would dare say this is the only show that has uh, Trace and Frank telling the host of the show to press the button. That that is, that is true. I dare say. Yes. That that yeah yeah. Uh, but no, I'm really <laughs> enjoying. I'm I, aside from my 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 issue with them, not you know with them again. It's half this guy, half the other guy. It's just I mean, especially like I said, if you're a listening or a person like me, it's just very disruptive. Oh, see, I'm a visual oriented, and I'm kind of a. Uh, a person's voice, I mean, it would have to change drastically, and even then I'd be like, yeah, just tell me the story. I mean, I didn't freak out when, for example, Star Trek gave up on Kirstie Alley. You know, they went with, I don't even know the name of the next actress. And then after that, they went to Kim Cattrall. (laughs) So, although it was technically a different character, though, in my opinion, it should not have been. Lieutenant Savage. Yeah, I'm just saying it's it's a minor issue with me. I'm if it were a major issue, I wouldn't still be playing the game. Cool. Um, I'm enjoying it for the most part. Um, it's closer. It's closer to the original Tales of Symphonia, but I mean, can we please not get a summoner back? I love summoners. Summoners are awesome. You know, like Rydia from Final Fantasy IV. Uh, of course, all the characters of Final Fantasy V could summon. All the characters of Final Fantasy VI could summon. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I, I guess I'm stum- stunning everyone with my stupidity. <clears throat> I, we have so many games, Michelle. I want to play. There's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah, I know. It's like really? when you say, have you seen so-and-such yet? And I'm like, no. It's like, why? Because there's not enough hours in the day. I, I, I really think you should get, take uh, Final Fantasy VI out for a whirl. That's a video game? Uh, it is. She ha- Michelle has the Steam version. Yeah, I bought it it's, for her as a present. It, it will not fly for miles. He, he, he won't. He won't. It would not. He would not enjoy it. I like the retro stuff. 
he would not. Hmm. What well, is it, it, retro? What are we talking? Steampunk? I like steampunk. No, hon, it's retro as an old school animation. It's it's from Peanut Mouth. Like like no like like um Amiga style games. I wouldn't say that's a, that it's that old school. Amiga two thousand. It's pretty close. I mean, it's 16-bit graphics. Uh, right. 16, you know. Uh, Ouch. Graphics you don't make. It, ev- graphics do not make everything. No, you're right. There are some simplistic games I play that are enjoyable. Despite oh, Final their, Fantasy VI is not simplistic. <laughs> it's a time sink he doesn't have time for, and he wouldn't enjoy it anyways. I'm telling you. I know well, my if husband. It, <laughs> if it helps, t- you can also buy Tales of Vesperia, the definitive edition, on Steam right now for your PC. No, thank you. We have too much to play. <laughs> because of me. No, it's okay. No, even before. No. Yeah, even before you. Even before these three hours were taken up. We... We have to. We have to. Uh... No, I'm saying because I got you Final Fantasy. What well, did I get? I think I got you Final Fantasy. You gave me five and five, six. Five and six. I didn't get you nine. Yep. No, I don't Ooh, need I nine. I haven't even finished playing six or five yet. I don't have the time. <laughs> and Miles just won a new a new game this week, and he, you know, mm-hmm. I'm from one right, of the streams. On. What did What did yeah. you win? What was it? Just. Just cause. Just cause one, two, three, or four. Three. Two. Three or two. Three. 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 Three was fun. You you run around blowing stuff up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And and I won uh I won a thirty day um, subscription to uh to my Star Wars account. So I get oh, a, nice. a free, a yep. free 30, 30 days. So that's I cool. I won on one of those too. Yeah, so now we have a free 60 days. And I won 450 cartel coins. Uh, that I didn't win. I won a pet? Yeah, you you won the little Tauntaun fawn. Yes. And I won the Tauntaun mount, the thermal armor, and something else. I won two yeah. things. I'm not 100% sure what, but... yeah. We have to. We'll have to get him on the show sometime. He's a great streamer and he's a lot of fun. He also does voiceover. He does voice work, but he does he he does documentaries. All right. So I'll tell you what we're gonna do. You guys are in charge of that booking. Okay. You well, we're me, talking with him. You tell me when. You tell me where. Well, obviously, it would be here. Uh, well, I I think he'd be great to be on the show to talk about streaming. You know about how you know stream streaming computer games and how to get people involved in in, in your streaming advice. channel. Yeah, I definitely could he, use it. <laughs> he he's he's a very very cool streamer. He's got a great voice, and and his wife's a sweetheart as well. And he's introduced us to a really great community of people. So we really have a lot of fun listening to his streams. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I love. I, I do a lot of. Obviously, I, I do a lot of uh, geek and sundry stuff. Uh, their their vampire the masquerade show on Friday. Well, it's it's way past your bedtimes, uh, but it starts at ten central, I think. Yeah, but they're always available for for viewing. I've seen them on the uh, geek and oh, sundry. Yeah, yeah. 
I follow them on Twitch. So well, I I bought into Project Alpha. It's I, for four for five bucks a month. I get on demand access. Uh, um, and and then I shit. What I did was because we've got yes. Prime, I shifted my free my free monthly subscription to um, the Critical Role, the new Critical Role channel because I want to support them. So I'm I'm dip, I'm double dipping. I'm supporting Geek and Sundry through Alpha, but I'm also supporting Matt Mercer, who really deserves that. I mean that guy. God, I wish I could do half of what he does. Yeah, I bought the yearly for Alpha. And I bought the um, we we subscribe to our uh, Brit Wolf's channel via our Prime Amazon Prime membership. Plus, Miles pays for a subscription as well just to support him. So it's a lot of fun. I never see you in the in the Alpha chats. What shows do you usually watch? If you don't mind asking. I I don't get in the chats, and I rare you know I watch the shows every now and then, usually on on on, on feed. So fair enough. Yeah. Just curious. The masquerade one is is a trip sometimes. Oh yeah, they're having a lot of fun. Although I have to admit, I'm not a big I, I I'm not a big Vampire the Masquerade fan in terms of the game system. I mean, um, that's how Miles and I remet. So I helped I, him make I, a masquerade I, character. I mean, I'm not. I, it's just not my thing. I I prefer Changeling. Yeah. Um. What was the other one? Uh. Uh, Wraith? Hmm. Wraith was pretty creepy. I don't recognize that. We have the book. We just never delved into it. We have the werewolf books as well. Yep. Goddamn werewolves. I think we stopped playing it before Changeling came out. I miss our Changeling game. I miss Andy. (laughs) But... But no, uh, I, 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 you know, I'm really enjoying Tales of Vesperia. It's, it's, and, and you know, it's not a bad dub. Uh, it's got a lot of talent. It's got um, Michelle Ruff in it, Sam Regal. Uh, as far as I know, Sam Regal reprised his role. If he hasn't, I don't know. Um, but no, I, I, you know, it's it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it, and you can pick it up. You can either get the place. Uh, I believe it's Xbox One, PlayStation Four, or Steam. Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition. Very cool. I do have to tell you, though, after hearing Steve Bloom again in, in Cowboy Bebop and all that, of Steve Bloom? Bloom? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got it wrong. After, got... Yeah, after hearing him again in Cowboy Bebop, I am picking out all the other additional voices he does. Because he has a very almost distinctive... anything. Oh, yes. He has, he has a very distinctive voice. He um, plays different characters and he changes it up a little. Try, you know, he puts a little bit of an accent to it or something like that. But I can pick up those little ping notes in his voice. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. Like, That's, yeah. He's got there he is again. Voice, you know, same same thing with Mark Hamill. If you listen to one of his roles long enough, so, you know, it took me forever to peg him as the Joker, and then I heard something. You know, it was like I heard something that was like, oh my god, it is true. That is Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm. We're playing ESO, and like, yeah, he plays the, you know, the charming, womanizing rogue, in one of the main storylines. Yeah, I get that. He's a pretty cool character. And then all of a sudden, we're talking to a naked Imperial, and like, there he is again. <laughs> now, is Mary Elizabeth McGlynn in ESO? That I 
don't know. Because, uh, to provide yeah. a segue, I can tell you where you can hear her voice currently. Oh, please do tell. You can hear her in the net, the new Netflix cart, uh, animated series, Carmen Sandiego, as, as Coach Brunt. Cool. So, uh, which we'll be talking about uh, possibly next time. I think Kenny's Kenny's on, so he's probably going to be ready. So we should get ready to go. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, Carmen Sandiego and The Promised Netherland, which, again, I really think this series is good. Once I describe what's going on in this, just in the first episode, I think you're going to be on board, uh, on board the, the Promised Neverland train, Michelle. Very cool. I, I still have could... yet to watch the other ones I need to watch on there. Which are so. which are what? I I don't remember. Uh, the dragon one. That doesn't help. There's lots of dragons in anime. <laughs> well, the new one that came out on Netflix, the one that just came out this. Oh uh, oh, oh, oh 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 The winter. actually, the Dragon Prince. Yes. Right. Okay. Season two comes out in February. And I have to see the last episode of um, uh, Castlevania. We still have not seen that yet. Oh my God! That castle fight scene. Mm-hmm. That was so amazing. That's in the second to last episode. That's not how I know I can talk about it. Right? Yes. Okay, good. I was afraid I was in the doghouse. No, no, you're fine. So I have gone, uh, let's see here. Just under half of the show without saying... So I think I'm in a good position to get it next week, is what I'm saying. Okay. Cross our Miles, fingers. you don't sound like you, 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 you believe. <laughs> I don't sound... Uh... You're, you, you need to be positive. You need to keep my spirits up, Miles. Sure. <laughs> We can do this. Raw, raw, raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to go. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, the Promised Netherland. Ne ne Netherland? Neverland. <laughs> and I do not see her credited for anything in Elder Scrolls Online. So. Uh, well, that's a bummer. But let, let's, I mean, those, I mean, I just love, you know, love seeing them together because you can tell they make each other so happy. It's just like, yeah, this, this, this is a good match. Not that it needs my approval, of course. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm going to shut up before I dig myself into a deeper <laughs> grave with potential guests on our show. Yes. Because we still That's have probably... to send out cookies, so. All right, we'll be right back after this. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Bell 
distance Dogs are barking at the night White trash are burning up that garbage Somebody's looking for a fight Old Frank's out hunting with his night scope In the backwoods quiet as a mouse Lord knows even in broad daylight Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. 
And I'm Joe Santors, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Look at you, this fat butt. Flabby arms. And this ridiculous belly. Hey. And utter disregard for personal hygiene. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. <coughs> and we are back. Join me as always out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM, Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, etc., etc., Michelle Lagan. That is me. And also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM, Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. Howdy! Oh, I already said that. Um, hi! Hi. And also, uh, also joining us out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Aloha. Woo-hoo. So has that uh, ha- yeah. has that blizzard shown up yet? Oh man, it is like it's it's that crazy kind of snow that's like it's like sand, you know, it's like real compact and, and small and it's it's wet ish, but it's still really drifty. You know, it's dense. It's not really mm-hmm. wet, you know, because obviously cause it's fr- fr- freezing out there. But, uh, yeah, it's nuts. I shoveled the driveway once, and now you can't even tell. Wow. So it was fun. Yeah, I walked around a corner. I like I like taking walks in the snow when it's crazy like this. So I walked around the, to the corner store, and it was kind of dizzying because everything was, like, untouched. Nobody's leaving their house. So I was like the only footprints on the sidewalk. And uh, by the time I walked back, my footprints were almost gone. Uh, oh, wow. uh, get the closer I got to home. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like an, only a two block walk. It's not like real far. It's, you know, I think uh, it, uh, in nice weather, it's, it's like a five minute walk. This was probably more like eight minutes uh there eight minutes back because i was watching my footing so yeah it's bonkers so but the car's in the garage no snow's on the car (laughs) well if Um, it helps you feel a little better monday it's gonna be 23 degrees down here well i you know i don't feel bad i mean i it's winter in cleveland it's just a matter of time before it all you know dumps on us you know 
we have uh, i feel fortunate we've gotten hardly any snow up until this point so travel through the holidays was nice uh, I mean, it would have been nice to have been able to go down and see Dad, but he's like, you know, don't even come down. Don't even. So, uh, but, you know, I'm going to see what the roads look like on Monday because I have the holiday off for Martin Luther King Day. So, yeah, that sort of weather makes things really dangerous driving or even any sort oh, of travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we had some jack off in his uh, pickup truck uh, intentionally doing donuts out in the street earlier today. And it's like, really, dude? You just been waiting for this. Oh. All right. Oh. Gee, uh, I sure hope you don't accidentally wreck your truck. Uh, so you missed it, Kenny. Uh, we were specul. I was speculating whether or not our cartoon president might be a member of uh, the evil organization Vile Villains International League of Evil, which you know, which is you know, Ty, Ty was something to talk about the segment. And Michelle says that. Uh, what, what did you say? Who? Who? Who's what now? Um, I, I said that uh, Sean Hannity could not even be even be considered an intern for uh, Chaos, and then, but he 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 can be he, the job he is fitted for is urine cake monitor for Mad. That sounds good. As well as, <laughs> as well as uh, litter box monitor for Mad Cat. Right, you added that in. You added that in. Cooper Scooper for Mad Cat. Cooper Scooper for Mad Cat. Finally, a job for which he's suited. Yes. And he can be part of an evil organization, even though they're very incompetent and... Well, I, I would say he yeah. already is. He's a member of the Republican Party. Oh, no. I, I said, uh, uh, sorry, unpaid intern for Cobra. Oh, right. I unpaid forgot. intern for yes. Cobra. But you, right. did men- you did mention chaos somewhere. Yeah, because uh, it was like Trump was too incompetent to even be part of chaos. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that was the right. first thing. All right, so we're gonna start uh, with uh, the new the anime series because I think I can sell this to both Kenny and Michelle. Maybe Miles. I don't know. We'll see. So I can sell it to all three. That'll be like a huge victory. Oh, by the way, Kenny. I made it 12 minutes without dropping an F-bomb. Oh, only 12? <laughs> yes, it was 7-12 when he dropped the F-bomb. I'm being yep. honest. I'm not <laughs> hiding it. But 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 since I dropped that first one, I have not done it again. So it's been... <laughs> it's been... I, I have a timestamp. <laughs> See, basically, Michelle well. is monitoring it, and she has to certify whether or not I make it through a whole show. Obviously, she can't certify What's tonight. A- yeah. What's the nickname you you have for Tucker Carlson again? I can't remember that. What is that? What is you that nickname? You are not going to bait me. You are not what going to bait me. Schmucker Carlson. Forget. Ah! Let's talk about the pro- let's talk about the Prowess Netherland. Ne- ne- Neverland. I keep doing that. Uh, it premiered this week. Uh, no, last week on uh, Crunchyroll, the anime series. It's based off of a manga. Um. By uh, let me see if I can find the uh, art. Um, let me see here. Uh, it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't say who. Uh, story by Kaiu Shirai and art by Posuka Demizu. Uh, and so it's ba- based off this uh, anime series or manga series, and the the setup is that 
these children live in Grace Fieldhouse, which is an orphanage. And the main characters are the oldest kids in the house, I think 11. Emma, Norman, and Ray. And the interesting thing is that Norman and Ray, despite being the boys, are very introverted for the most part, whereas Emma is very bright and, and outgoing. And very, uh, they would describe her in Japanese as genki, very energetic. She's a tomboy. Uh, so they all live in this uh, how, uh, uh, orphanage under the care of Isabella, who they all call mother, but she's more, you know, she runs the orphanage. And there's two, you know, they basically are allowed to do whatever they want. Uh, except they can't, there's two places, you know, they can't go beyond the fence in the forest, and there's a gate that leads to where the kids who get, everyone now and then, a kid gets adopted, and they go through this gate. And they're not allowed to go through that gate. It's it's verboten, Kenny. Yeah. And this is going to be important, so file that away. Um. Anyway, one day, it comes about that this little girl named Connie, who's about six... Is going to get adopted, and she gets sent off. And Emma realizes, oh my God, she left her giant stuffed bunny that she never goes anywhere without. So they decide to try and see if they can get it to her before she leaves. And so they go to the to the place where the adopted children are going, and they can't find her at first. And then they find Connie's body in the back of a truck. And of course, Yikes. they're they're naturally freaked out about this, you know, as you know would be natural. And then they hear voices, so they hide under the truck. And then they see what is referred to as demons, but you know they're not like your typical demons. Uh, they they're vaguely humanoid, white faces, long noses, multiple eyes, hideous, absolutely hideous. And they scoop up Connie's body and put it in this thing. I guess it's some sort of preservative. And they're talking about how, you know, they want to eat part of her, but they can't because it's for it's food for uh, the nobles or something like that. And, of course, they, they wait. They leave as soon as it's clear, but they leave the stuffed animal. So Isabella finds the stuffed animal so, and, and realizes someone was there. She just doesn't know who. So here's the thing. In the in the first episode, we learn that this sweet La Dolce Vita that these kids are leaving, living is a total lie. They're, they aren't living in an orphanage. They're living in a farm. And what's being farmed? People! Mm. And that's pretty much where we leave the first episode. I, the, the second episode went up a couple days ago, and I wasn't paying attention. I missed it. But that's the set. That's the, the setup for this series. And All so right. now, now they're going to have to plot their escape with the rest of the orphans um, from Gracefield House. And that's where we stand. So. And what's the name of it again? The Promised Neverland. Okay. And where are you watching this? Uh, Crunchyroll, and I think the first. I think the first episode should be up for free viewing as of now. Cool. So, 
Yeah, it's very, very freaky. Cool. Um, and it looks like, I mean, they haven't said what, how they decide who go, who gets, let's just be honest, slaughtered. Uh, but it looks like it might have something to do with their brains. Because they give these kids all sorts of tests in, in, at this orphanage. Mm-hmm. So... And this is a, is this like a brand new series or, uh, I mean, or is it like just just, new to America? No, it just started on the 11th. The the manga has been going on for about two years. Okay. And if you want to read the manga, I can tell you this. Uh, You can join Shonen Jump for two bucks a month. You get access to pretty much their entire catalog. Now that's a bargain. We're talking about, you get access... To Sailor Moon, well, no, I don't think you get access to Sailor Moon. Uh, you get access to, uh, <laughs> I, I, um, let me see. There's like a list, uh, but you get access to the Promised Neverland. Ne- I keep doing that. The Promised ne- Neverland, My Hero Academia, um, all sorts of stuff. I mean, I think that's kind of a bargain for two bucks a month. I, I, I hate to say this, but the promised Netherlands sounds something like something dirty. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But just when you said that, it's like, wow. I, I, it sounds like, like something said, you find in the back shelf of a, you know, an old video store. In the little room of the video store. Yes. <laughs> All right. I, I, you know, I said I was sorry. I don't know what else to say. It's funny. It's okay, Adam. Nobody's yeah, angry. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for a for a buck ninety nine a month, you get you get access to uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Boruto. Uh, I I think Naruto. I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of Naruto. Cool. But you know. Uh, I've been watching on uh, the DC streaming service. Uh, I'm caught up with. Well, I got one more episode. I got to watch of the Young Justice. Um, Young Justice. Uh, oh God, what's the subtitle on it? Um, oh man, how can I? How am I forgetting that? Um, but it's like basically the third Young Justice series. But it's I I, I thought about going back and watching the first two se- uh, seasons. Oh, Outsiders. Young Justice Outsiders is what it's called. Um, and uh, it's a really cool show. It's it's really cool. Basically, it, it opens up with, like, you know, an event that happens on another planet that kind of reveals what the, uh, um, what the big story arc is going on. And then um, it forces, a, it causes a lot of uh, longtime Justice Leaguers to quit. And cease a lot of operations because the government's like, you know, um, kind of cracking down on superhuman activity and stuff like that and saying uh, that they need to they act do. through, act, you know, go through the government. You know, very, very similar stories that have been going on for a long time. Um, but uh, but it's it's pretty cool. It, there's been a lot of fun surprises and characters that show up and there's a lot of Jack Kirby's fourth world stuff in there, too. So. Uh, it's a good, good view, good watch for everybody. Um, and I like, I really like how they handled Superboy in the series too. It's kind of fun. 
Oh yes, how he's a, yeah, and he's he's got a good voice actor too. Yeah, I don't know who that is, uh, but yeah, it's uh, Nolan North. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, so I'm not real keen on the guy who's doing Nightwing. He sounds like too young. Uh, so, but uh. But yeah, so but it, it's kind of weird because they're taking a lot from a lot of major storylines and kind of cramming it into into this, but in a good way, you know, kind of like what um, Zack Snyder tried to do with Batman v Superman with all those storylines, and it failed, of course. Um, but uh, but yeah, it has a um, oh yeah, now. Now I feel like I should watch the other one because it was called Young Justice Invasion the season before. So I don't know. But yeah, so anyway, but they release it an episode a week just like they did the Titans show, Michelle. So how far did you guys get on Titans? Not very far. No, we still... Yeah, we're still having... We're having time issues. We got to do a lot of work on the patio before the weather warms up again. So we've been doing a oh, lot okay. of evening stuff. It, it, we have to strip down the the whole back porch, and you know, with a uh, the pressure cleaner, and then reseal everything. It's about that time of year. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we got Fair yeah, enough. the concrete's decaying and stuff. So between that and painting and trying to keep up with general stuff, we've been way busy. We haven't watched much TV at all. There you go. All right, I apologize. Oh, well, it's okay. good luck with the project. <laughs> sounds sounds big, but it sounds is. like you, you you know what you're doing. All right, and speaking of television, I'll talk about this very briefly because we're almost out of time. Uh, the new uh, animated series Carmen Sandiego launched on Netflix uh, Friday morning, and I've watched all ten episodes, and I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's very well done. Um, I I do recommend it. It's got a great cast, including Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. Um, it's it's a very interesting take on Carmen because, you know, of course, Carmen Sandiego started as a computer game character. And she kind of evolved uh, in, in uh, you know, she again, originally a villain. Uh, in Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego, which was a cartoon series, she became more of an anti-hero. Um, and in this one, she's actually more of a an actual hero, in that she is no longer with Vile or part of Vile, which again, villains International League of Evil, uh, but she's trying to stop them. Um, and, but okay. she, you know, she's stealing from them. But she gets pegged with, you know, she gets a lot of uh, a lot of uh, false accusations. Um, it's really enjoyable, uh, and and what I love most is when I saw the chief, the the chief of Acme. It was clear they modeled her after uh, Lynn Thigpen's interpretation of the character, which really made me happy. I, I you know, uh, Lynn Thigpen, of course, was the original chief back on Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego, and she passed away in uh, I believe the very early two thousands. So. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm really looking forward to the next season. Um, of course, before that, of course, we get the the Dragon Prince season two, which I believe is February nineteenth. Let's look at the calendar. Uh, it could be the nineteenth. Yes, 
It's either the 15th or the 19th. So, yeah, I, I enjoy. I recommend it. It's 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 fun. Um, Finn Wolford is playing is voice acting as player who has been re the player. You know, a, a play on the the you know the fact that you it, it was an original computer game, but player has is a hacker who helps Carmen San Diego. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and he's oh, that's kind nice. Of, he's kind of the the our eyes, you know. He's what you know. He he's kind of the as they put it in Spider Man Homecoming, the man in the chair. Uh, okay. But uh, no, if you get a chance, I I recommend it. The first two episodes are basically Carmen's backstory, and in this. Carmen Cineo, she doesn't even know who she really is. Carmen Cineo is more of um, uh, an another identity, you know, a, a a persona she adopts, and as part of her exploits. Uh, female Jason Bourne. Pretty much, yeah. She's badass. I'm telling you, it's got a, and the cast again solid. It's got uh, like I said, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn as Coach Brunt. Liam O'Brien as Professor as Professor uh, Maelstrom. Um, again, Phil, Finn Wolfhard as Wolfhard as uh, player, and uh, I, like I said, I, I recommend it. Please watch it if you can. Oh, and of course, Gina Rodriguez as Carmen, and it even had a cameo by Rita Moreno. Who was the voice of Carmen Sandiego for Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego, which made me so happy. Oh, cool. She has yeah, a cameo. She's... Yeah, she's spectacular. I gotta she's say, so... for someone for someone who's 87, she looks really good. You know, she looks like she's in good shape. She's like the, the entertainment equivalent of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh yeah. So. But yeah. Carmen San Diego up now all ten episodes and they're you know like I said it, it's a fun little series and they take the time I mean they don't like bash you over the head with the educational nature a lot of it is like again player doing research for Carmen you know oh this cut you know and usually they focus on what you know one location each episode so one episode they go to Indonesia and another they're in uh, I believe Switzerland and then one they go to San Francisco and you know. That makes sense. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a fun show. I mean, as soon as it was up, I was like, I gotta watch this. Sure, I've gotta be up for a 10.45 closing shift on Friday, but I'm at least gonna watch the first two episodes, damn it! <laughs> and, and I did. I did. So there you go. Oh, and if you're interested cool. in the Shonen Jump subscription, I'm gonna drop this in the chat. I, I like you said for two bucks a month, folks. Two bucks. Who can't spare two dollars? You get access to all sorts of manga you can read. It is an all-you-can-read buffet, including, of course, the promised Neverland, which I finally said it right. <laughs> so there. Excellent. Alright, so next we're going to be talking about uh, movies set in winter, right, Michelle? Yes, winter movies. I've picked my two, one of which will not yeah. be a surprise. <laughs> I've already got mine. 
I'm pretty sure everybody has theirs, so. Yep, we're good. Let's rock this break. Yes. And of course, if you do watch The Promised Neverland, please let me know what you think. But if you don't like it, I will be heartbroken. And I'm just playing. Oh, I'm just playing. I will not be heartbroken. <laughs> I figured. I figured the premise was enough horror, you know, horror to to you know, like I said, sell it to you and Kenny. It's it's got mm -hmm. a good it's got a good hook. Um, I I I'd like to I see will, how how they how I they will, portray it so you're not guessing it right away, but. Usually well, when you have a gate, you don't want to go to that gate. No, you can't go through that gate. That means something shady is happening on the other side of that friggin' gate. <laughs> it's it's completely out of left field. Yeah. Okay. It's complete. I mean, there is absolutely no hint unless it's really well hidden. Because, of course, we all know what what's the one what's one of the things I don't do. I don't do subtlety. <laughs> so it could be just really well hidden. But no, it's out of left field. And like I said, that is just the first episode. This this is an anime series in its infancy. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. You were totally badass. All swinging that scissor blade around, dressed up like a hooker. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And now, on with the show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Hey, Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Sorry about that. I slotted the wrong thing. We are going on for the final hour. And joining me, as always, uh, the city of... Hold on one second. Okay. Nope. I'm live. Okay, I thought maybe I hadn't pressed my button. Uh, <coughs> joining me, as always, on the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagon. Hello. 
and also out of Port St. Lucie for the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, etc., etc., Michelle Ligon. That is me. And finally out of Cleavesburg, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Uh, my parting shot is... No, I'm kidding. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that. Uh, I was walking through the room and I was like, time for go to bed? What? <laughs> That's funny. I've done the same thing recently. I, I think I played our ending prematurely one time. So, uh, but yeah, uh, hi. Lots of snow here. And it's appropriate for what we're going to talk about. Yes, yes. very much yep. so. I mean, and, and, and you know, this is not plan. We did not plan this weather. I, I, I'm good. I'm not that good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the movies involving uh, winter and snow. Uh, Correct. so, sh- so should I just turn it over to you since this is your, your brainchild? Yeah. Um, do you want to introduce it, Kenny, or shall I? Oh, no, it's all you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, this is the, the segment where we, um, pick a theme for movies and then every, uh, for, uh, two movies and everybody gets to choose the, the two that they think best represent it. Um, I tried to pick in the horror genre, and other people will have their own genres that they like to choose. Uh, but my first one for up for consideration is, you know, a, a fairly recent movie. Um, well, well, it's now it's about eleven years old, but Thirty Days of Night. Ooh. It's a yeah, it's a horror movie. Um, takes place in Alaska during the you know during the time that there is no daylight up there. And it's basically about a small town in Alaska that gets overrun by vampires. And these are not your cute little sparkly vampires or your Tom Cruise, you know, short vampires in high heels. Um, These are fairly feral vampires. I mean, they have intelligence. They have an intelligent leader. But for the most part, they do not speak. They are just on a slaughtering rampage. It's kind of like almost like a a vampire shore leave or a vampire vacation. Because it's the, the you know the, because of the, the the long time without any daylight, and it is a pretty when it came out it was a pretty damn cool um, variation on the vampire mythos. Um, vampires are pretty much impervious unless you shoot them in the head, so they didn't have any of these really crazy supernatural ways to kill mm-hmm. them. But you had to get a you had to get a headshot to really really take them out. And, you know, has nice little subplot in it, and um, it's all about this little town trying to defend itself when their cell towers are all taken out, and these vampires are willing to slaughter an entire, you know, city and leave no one left standing so that nobody, you know, can report upon the fact that vampires actually exist. And it, 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 it was pretty cool. Very raw, very visceral. Uh, great, great storyline. I love the action in it. Nice. Has anybody yeah. else seen it? No. Okay. I, I watched it with you. I think <laughs> I might have. I think I might have. That sounds very familiar. So, but, you know, with the amount of movies we watch, I kind of lose track sometimes. Yeah, Miles watched it with me, so. I get a pass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's my first one. Next. 
Who wants to go next? I'll go if you want. Yeah, I'll go next. Um, uh, this movie, um, it, it is, it is, this movie is an underdog. It's based on a Stephen King story. Uh, it is, it is, was critically panned, but I love this movie and it has a pretty decent cast. Uh, and it's from 2003 and it's a movie called Dreamcatcher. And it is, I don't know what the novel is like because I don't read Stephen King books. Um, and basically it's about an alien invasion and it has some pretty awesome, crazy, uh, body horror, uh, a really good cast, Morgan Freeman, uh, Thomas Jane, if anybody doesn't know Thomas Jane is he's, uh, he was the Punisher in, in the one halfway decent Punisher movie that they made. Uh, and, um, he also was, uh, he's in, oh, what's that series? Uh, uh, oh man, there's a sci-fi series that he's in that I like, and I can't remember, but he's been in a ton of different things. Uh, Jason Lee, uh, you know, he's, he's mostly a comedic actor. He's in it. Uh, and Damian Damian Lewis, um, who was in Homeland, uh, and Timothy Oliphant. I think he was. Um, ugh, I forget what he was in. He was in like a Desperate Housewives or something. Um, He's also uh, the assassin. In what's that? Who's that bald assassin, Han? That um, he, like number forty two. Or something like that. He had he just had a number, and he just was it called the Hitman? Well, yeah, Hitman. I think that's yeah. right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So it's got a, got a really good cast, and it does have Donnie Wahlberg in it. But we will overlook that. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the Wahlbergs, by the way. <laughs> uh, but no, it's really it's really cool. It's got some really good gore. It has some really good tension in, in it, and you know, and again, it's big winter setting i mean just you know the elements it's it's horrendous in the sense that it's an alien invasion but it's also in the dead of winter and people don't have vehicles to get where they need to be there's lots of you know worries about people freezing to death and stuff like that and um it's a really cool movie and i recommend it to anybody it's you know i don't know where all the hate came from Again, I never read the, the Stephen King book, uh, but I tend to like movies that are based on Stephen King books, but I just don't like reading Stephen King. I tried to read some when I was a kid, and I, I his writing style just didn't do anything for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed Dreamcatcher, and I think uh, everybody should check it out. It's seriously, it's some of the alien, the, some of the body horror and alien shit in here. Um, let me just say, there's a scene with a bathroom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is uh, just horrendous. <laughs> yeah, we it's we own awful. it on DVD, so we actually have it. Oh, so you're not a hater of Dreamcatcher? That's good. No, it was it was it was good. But yeah, it, it just got eviscerated by critics and bombed at the box office, which which sucks. But anyway, so there's my first one. Okay. Um, you want to go, Adam? Uh, I can go. Sure. Okay. Uh, my first selection is what is probably my favorite, my uh, favorite John uh, Carpenter film, and that is um, the Thing, which is of course a remake of uh, oh, uh, the Thing from '54. Yeah, it's I old. Think. Yeah. It's... 
Um, but in this film, it's almost like the cold and, and Antarctica itself is actually basically a character in a way. And it's just, you know, uh, Carpenter used uh, the the terrain, the scenery to great effect in this film. And like I said, I, it's almost like Antarctica is a living, breathing character. Yes. Very I mean, claustrophobic. It, yes. But at the same time, wide open you know it's it's it, it, on, on one hand it's it, it's a lot like well this goes to my second film but i'm uh it, it's on one hand it's contained in the the research facility in, in Antarctica, and on the other hand it's just this huge you know like there's no hope because you're surrounded by nothing but frozen terrain you know what i'm saying so it, it achieves an effect of claustrophobia while at the same time using the the terrain and the surroundings to convey the sense of hopelessness mm -hmm. yeah, yeah they're he, trapped yeah he does a really good job in the opening with the helicopter chasing the dog yes that oh, is yeah. That, a dog, that yeah a dog trained by bob weatherwax mm -hmm. a good friend of joe santorsa yep And I, fans of of the thing, uh, I I would think fans of the thing would love uh, Dreamcatcher too. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Was there more on that, Adam? On no, I, I mean I think I think it speaks for itself. I mean everyone here has seen the thing. Yes. Sure. Yes. So Miles. But, All right. Yeah. Um. What? It's just one of those classics that, that if you have it and you're young, you should, because that was you know that, that the special effects in that you know they 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 you know they're they're just spectacular, especially when you think about how long ago me. it was done. Yes. <laughs> they, oh they yeah, were yeah, Traumatic yeah. to me as a child. <laughs> and the, the favorite thing, you know, when that uh, when when they're they're performing CPR on that guy and his chest just oh opens my up. God. Oh my god. Oh my yes. god. The head spider. Uh huh. Yeah, Blood jumping great. off the petri dish. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, since Adam took the thing, I'll go with The Shining. <laughs> no. Oh, that was your other one. That was yes. my other one. I I had already. You said you were gonna pick one of the horror, and all right. Um, that is horror. <laughs> it is horror. You had some war movies or something you were thinking. Yeah, Midnight Clear was my other one. So I'll, I'll mention Midnight Clear. It's a World War II movie. Or is it World War One? I? I believe it's World War Two, And a American unit is going through the forests of France or Germany. Uh, things are winding down for Germany. It's starting to dead end. And uh, this unit comes upon... The movie starts off, this is how it starts off. It starts off with this unit going down the road. And it sees a corpse of an American soldier and a corpse of a German soldier. And these two corpses are frozen because, you know, dead of winter. So they are stiff and, uh, you know. And they're in the, a pose that they're able to stand. And they are standing facing each other 
in a awkward embrace kind of a thing. And <laughs> it it it's a very uh, confusing thing. And w- what happens is is there's this German unit, and the Germans, like I said, they're on the down low. They're starting to lose it. So the units mm-hmm. are only made, composed now of like older men and young boys. And this German unit, uh, you know, I'll just skip ahead a little bit. It wants to surrender. But the trick is they don't want to surrender in a way that, you know, following up German units that, you know, don't see any evidence of a fight would report back that they just gave it up and their families would suffer. So Mm -hmm. they want the Americans to fake a fight. I'll just say... um, I, I don't know if I was going to watch the movie, if I, but um, things... I might. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Wikipedia on this, and it's got a great cast. Yes, yes. Okay, then I won't spoil it for you. Yeah. As to the Ethan Hawke and Gary Sinise, uh, yeah. Kevin Dillon. Then I won't ruin it for you. It's uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a war movie. <laughs> uh. Well, it's it sounds good. It uh, came out in nineteen ninety two, and it is definitely World War Two. Yeah, Takes place can... during the battle of the uh, in the early phase of the Battle of the Bulge in December nineteen forty four. I'm getting chills just thinking of uh, so. this movie. It's just, mm. Mm. okay. <laughs> Ouch. Nice. All right, so there's my one. Uh, I'll see if I'll think of another one before. And and um. Considering Miles already spoiled my second chance, my second guess, uh, yeah, my second chance. Um, I like The Shining. Now I like both Shinings. I like the original Stanley Kubrick, and I like the miniseries because the miniseries covered some things that that Kubrick did not in his movie. But the original just holds an amazing place in my my mind just Mm -hmm. and and you know there you know the iconic scene you know with jack putting his head through the door you know here's you know you know and all that sort of thing and the bar scenes and stuff like that um the maze scene with the kid running through the maze that was what was different in the tv series in the tv series they actually did it as a topiary scene where the topiary animals are coming alive which is how it originally was written you know, so that was very, very well done in both. But the iconic scene with those twins standing in the hallway. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you can never look at a pair of cute little girls that are identical the same way again. This, 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 made, this gave twins a creep factor forever. So you're not going to Twins Day in Twinsburg anytime soon, then, right? <laughs> Most likely not. No, I'm not. I'm not afraid of twins. But when you see little girl twins dressed up in pinafores nowadays, you would think, "Oh my God!" The first thing you know from our generation, you would think is The Shining, and then you know the the you know you have uh, old fashioned elevators that open up and blood pours out, you know, and you, they even used that in, in Ready Player One. They use that the that the the blood rushing out of the elevators in in um, 
as as a scene in Ready Player One, which was had all sorts of pop culture references in it. So yeah, that that's little... not surprising how how big of a, a Kubrick fan Spielberg is. Yeah, so you can see all the cultural references that have been done. You know, using the shine. You know, the Shining pops up in a lot of different things. So you know, like, here's Johnny. Mm-hmm. You know that sort of thing. So. Yeah, uh, was it was it um, uh, yeah the red rum thing that that pops up a lot in, in 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 current references, and I'm not sure a lot of people get that reference. Maybe you know? not, and you know what I'm what I'm thinking as millennials, uh, you know, in in the next generations come along, how how much longer is it going to be before people completely don't understand why is he calling himself Johnny when he says here's Johnny? Correct. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. all, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just little references like that. And, yeah, they um, and the, the TV series was not bad. A lot of people panned it, but I liked it because it actually had a little bit more of the real book that was in it. So, you know, the topiary scene was a big scene in the, in the book. But uh, Kubrick decided to go with a, a hedge maze, so... Well, in in in, in Kubrick's defense, the, the special effects uh, technology yeah. back then they couldn't have carried off the the animated no. Tobias no. But it, it it is it is a great movie uh, and a great TV series, uh, a, a mini series. So I would recommend oh. watching both of. Them. Well, I sure hope I'm not stealing anybody's thunder with this this one because I thought this was one of the most obvious ones. Uh, being a movie set in winter but not being a Christmas movie is uh, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, everybody. Oh, very nice. Classic, Whoa. classic. Um, and, of course, you know, the movie Bill Murray, you know, uh, goes to, what was it, a town in Pennsylvania, I believe, where, where he went to. Well, yeah, shit, yeah, that would be it. <laughs> Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Uh, for the the annual Groundhog Day ceremony, and of course he gets caught in a little time loop and wakes up to Sonny and shares, uh, you know what? I got you, babe. Was that it? Um, I think that's the sounds right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so you know, and lots of comedy ensues, you know, with with the repeat of of the day, and you know, he does different actions and everything, and. And, you know, honestly, it's, it feels kind of like a metaphor for really how everything is kind of the same while you're waiting for the seasons to change, too, you know? It's just like another day of, of cold bleakness and and everything. And, of course, and that's why people really like the whole Punxsutawney ceremony to try and uh, give them hope to get out of the winter doldrums, so... Uh, I think it, the film works great as a film and a metaphor for the season. And a little honorable mention I'd like to throw in is uh, 10 years ago. Or no, not 11 years ago. I'm sorry. Um, there was an episode of Supernatural called Mystery Spot uh, where Sam uh, Sam relives the day over and over again and Dean keeps <laughs> dying. Yes, one of Miles and, and I's favorite. Yeah, and Susan loves that one too. And I—that's actually, you know, I, I do like Supernatural. I, I'm not that much of a devotee to it, but I'll watch it when it's on. And um, and uh, but that one is particularly entertaining to me because 
the song they use on the radio is Asia's Heat of the Moment. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's, uh, so, so I, I don't know, but yeah, very cool nod to Groundhog Day. Definitely a little darker than Groundhog Day because, you know, it ends with somebody dying over and over. I think a piano falls on them in one and just, just all kinds of crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it was the heat of the moment. I just every time that comes on, it, it's it's great. You'll have to cue that one up tonight, Adam. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, there is my honorable mention. Also, uh, uh, well, I'll do another honorable mention if nobody says it uh, for their next movie too. But I'll shut up. All right, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, I'll reveal my second movie, and I do actually have an honorable mention. Uh, Michelle, do you have honorable mentions? Yes. Excellent, excellent. Then we are uh, we're we're set. So, uh, well, what Miles? What about you? Uh let's go with Die Hard. Classic. Really, really working hard there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, is what it is. I, 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 I... <laughs> no, I, I, you weren't supposed to say it. I was just asking if you had one. <laughs> oh, for the next segment? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, he does. All right, we'll just see, we'll get out the neuralizers and make everyone remember, make everyone forget what was what, what, what just said. Yeah. All right, my parting shot is. <laughs> yes, I get it. I made a mistake. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm I actually did our own little Groundhog Day thing there, where I was reliving oh, right, right. the the last day. beginning of last segment. So. Rocky, next, you turkey. Next weekend, I'm going to go through the whole show without dropping an F-bomb. Michelle is going to have to certify it at the end of the show. All righty. I'm waiting. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The point I'm trying to make is that I am the most unpleasant, rude, ignorant, and all-round obnoxious arsehole that anyone could possibly have the misfortune to meet. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Charisma, but maybe your dexterity can save you now. He's a role-playing master for all he's a caster. He's gonna kill you with me. 
Monsters swarm from pains beyond. USC versus God's for one. And whosoever shall be caught without a shield by clerics rot. Must stand and fight the hounds of hell. Oh, wander deep in dungeons fell. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is metal aficionado, Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show. Every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show. Features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare.
You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. When Ramses destroyed Syria, that was an accident. You are a catastrophe! Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. It would help if I had my, 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 my button on. All right, and we are back for our final segment here on My Trek Radio. Joining me, as always, out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM, Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, etc., etc., Michelle Legon. That is me. Also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM, Galaxy Master, Miles Legon. Yes, and ready. And out of Cleveland, Ohio, he is not the mistake by the lake, but the roar by the shore, Mr. Kenny Pick himself. Yeah, and you know what I forgot? I, I got this year for a dollar at our local discount store. Um, I have a, a page-a-day calendar of nerd trivia. So uh, before we wrap the show, I could uh, go through all the pages up till the 19th or the 20th. 19. Sure, that sounds like that. That sounds like fun. Also, uh, I, I posted this in our group chat, but I have to say, I found a shirt that I have to have in my life. It's uh, it's got a cute little bunny with a pie chart that says "My vocabulary: forty nine percent swearing, forty nine percent sarcasm, two percent intellectual discourse." Nice. So, Susan just Su- Susan just bought me a, a Jakku, a C- scenic Jakku uh, hoodie from. Um, T T Public or something like one of those places. Yeah, T Public sounds about right. T Public. I mean, they're pricey, but they also make the nice nerdy shirts and extended sizes that I need. You you think the nerds tend to be a little uh, on the big side? Yeah. So, uh, uh yeah, Starship Graveyard, JQ. I think. I don't know. I I'm. It's on my back, so I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, it's your turn. All right, my second movie is a classic 70s film, Murder on the Orient Express. I ah, love this movie. Yes. It's, it is probably the best adaptation of Agatha Christie's works. Um, but, and again, once again, we see the, the scenery, the terrain being used to great effect when the Orient Express hits a snowdrift and is basically stranded. And so of course all the te- all the drama is contained in this tra- in this one pretty much this one car of the Orient Express, which is the uh, Calais coach. Um, so again, I- I'm assuming everyone here has seen it. Uh, if you haven't, shame on you. What's wrong with you? You should. It's up on Amazon Prime for uh, free viewing. but no, it's a great film. If you get a chance, I highly recommend it. Um, it's got great actors including uh lauren bacall um a, a young sean connery well yes pretty young sean connery um and it, like i said it's it's a really great film 
Very cool. Nice. So, Miles? Um, gosh. I know I one of your go favorites. With, uh, <laughs> Die Hard. I mean, uh, you know, everyone's seen Die Hard. Not really exciting there. What's my favorite? You, you like, uh, I, I'll give you a hint. Who's your friend in the wood chipper? Oh, Fargo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I almost uh, picked that. I almost picked that. That's a great one. That is a great one. Yeah. He's fleeing the interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing to nothing. What could go wrong? <laughs> I uh, is it, that that's a fun movie. I, I I forget more than I remember in that movie, but I do remember I enjoyed it. Um. Gosh, there's so many others. I mean, like. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking of a movie like... Uh, not a movie. It's a book by Alistair McLean called Night Without End. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Uh, but that's a book. You know, Alistair McLean um, has had numerous movies made from his books, like uh, Where Eagles Dare, Force 10 from Navarone, Guns of Navarone. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, you, you'll recognize you'll, those things, but... Um, I got a I got a supplemental for Fargo for you if you'd like. Okay. Okay. And for what? For a little bit of money. There's more to life than a little money, you know. Don't you know that? And here you are, and it's a beautiful day. I just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> she just did a wonderful role in that job. Frances McDormand is awesome. Absolutely amazing. Um, for my two quick honorable mentions, I just wanted to mention um, the 1957 movie, The Abominable Snowman. Nice. Of course, yeah, of course, it's Peter Cushing's, you know, and they're out there trying to track down the abominable snowman, mm -hmm. snowman and all sorts of 1950s horror ensues. It's a classic. It's one of the great films back then. And the second one is Dead Snow in 2009. Oh, what yeah. Can go, yeah, what can go wrong? With Nazi zombies, okay? <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. Yeah. It's Nazi zombies. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's in it's in the classic vein of... Um, what was that one Nazi zombie movie? Uh, uh, oh, it's something deep. Um, and it basically is people are on an island and all these zombie Nazis start coming out of the water. Um, oh, oh yeah. God, what... Well, I can't remember that, but yeah, but anyway, it's not a winter movie, so, but you know, it's in the vein of that, so it's very cool. And um, my honorable mentions are uh, Snowpiercer, great movie, Chris Evans, uh, that, and uh, another Stephen King movie, Misery, took place uh, during the winter. So. Yes. Was it Shockwaves? Uh, Shockwaves, that's what it was. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Michelle. Shockwaves is great. You guys, I think that might have had Peter Cushing in it too. I can look it up. I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> but yeah, or we'll both look it up. Um, but yeah, so Adam, you had uh, yes. honorable mentions? Yes, my honorable mention is the film Let the Right One In. Which is oh, a, 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 a fun yeah. take uh, based on an, on the novel the same name the Swedish novel the same name. Uh, it's it's a vampire film with the main characters being children. Um, 
Owen, of course. Uh, Great Owen, movie. Uh, uh, um, no, Oscar Owen in the uh, American version um, is an uh, you know an outsider in a school picked on, and he meets mm-hmm. uh, Eli, who he who is initially mistaken for a girl, but is actually a boy. Um, and Eli is a vampire who uh, you know and. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, we just watched that movie not that long ago. It's fantastic. Yeah, and yes. those bullies don't make it out very well in that. <laughs> no. And all I got to say is cat lovers, there's a scene for you. Oh god. <laughs> not... I love the the one the one cat the one cat's like, you know, chomps down and then raises his head back and I'm like, going back in. Chomps down again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. I don't want to spoil it, but that scene, because yes. uh, I'd seen this, that scene before I saw the movie, and I was like, "Wait!" Uh, and and uh, Susan hadn't, so I kept saying, "Oh, there's a scene with cats, and you're gonna, oh my god, you're gonna love it, you're gonna love it." And it was like, and I didn't know where it was in the movie, and I'm like, "Oh, I think this is it," and it wasn't it. And I was like, "God damn it!" Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, great movie, great movie, good good picks. Yeah, Peter Cushing's and John Carradine are both in Shockwave. Yeah, I I, I was glad I was right. So yeah, the Shockwaves is great. Not winter, but if you like um, dead snow, <laughs> yeah, you got to see Shockwaves could almost be a prequel. So, um, but uh, did you guys want me to go through these trivia pages? Yes, Rocket, you turkey. Yeah, sure. Not all of them are questions. Some of them are just, uh, I'm not going to, I might, some of them are just like actual trivia, but some of them are trivia questions. Um, but uh, I'll just read some of the, the, the actual trivia. And I was impressed by this one um, because it was, it's about a really obscure superhero that was acquired by DC Comics from the 1940s. It says in the 1940s, there was a superhero called the Red Bee. He fought Nazis using trained bees. Yes, you read that right. He named the bees, too. His favorite bee went by the name of Michael. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> um, here's an actual quest question. When was the last time someone walked in the moon? Or walked in the moon? On the moon? Uh, is it 1954, 1963, 1967, or 1972? 1972. And do you know the mission? No. 17? Might have been Apollo 12. Yes! It was Apollo 17. So, good job. Um, and I don't know what this is. It's just a quote from something called Mistborn, the Final Empire. Do you guys know what that is? No. No. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Here's some fun trivia for D&D people. Uh... The first Dungeons and Dragons was published in January 1974 through three different hand-assembled uh, booklets uh, that were shipped in cardboard boxes. Within 11 months, the entire first print run of a thousand copies was sold out. The game still has a huge influence over our geek culture, from being featured in TV shows such as Community, Stranger Things, and to having an enti- entire podcast devoted to it. That's true. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. This is a big one here. And this is for, oh, you can do this as a team exercise. Uh, and I'll check off the answers as you get them. There are 12 characters who appear in both Star Wars Revenge of the Sith and the original trilogy. Name them. What was it again? 
12 characters who appear in both Star Wars Revenge of the Sith from 2005 and the original trilogy. Name them. Okay. Uh, C-3PO, R2-D2. Yep, yep. Are we counting Anakin Skywalker? Yes. Okay. Luke and Leia Skywalker. When you say the original, you don't mean one, two, and three. He means Uh, A New Hope through Return of the Jedi. Right, so yeah. ben, ben Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. He died at the end of uh, Turn of the Jedi. But Kenny said we're counting that Anakin counts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There were three, he was a character in it. Yeah, he was. He was, he was Darth Vader. So yeah. So, yeah. So Darth Vader. Darth, it's not Anakin. But Darth Vader. Yes, Kenobi. You got it. So you got four. You got eight to go. Ah. Uh... Uh... Well, it's Chewbacca. That's definitely yes. It's a prequel. Yoda. Um, the uh, uh, Luke and um. Yeah, Luke, Leia, Han. Luke and Leia. Han, yes, wasn't it? because they were born at the yeah. end. Yoda. You're right. Uh, one, two, three, four left to go. All right. Wait, wait does y- is Yoda on the list? Uh, yeah. You already said Yoda. Well, yeah, Somebody but said. you didn't you didn't say if it was on the list or not. That's why I was asking. Oh, Admiral I'm sorry. Akbar yeah. Akbar wasn't in in Revenge of the Sith, was he? As I understand it, he was on the bridge when it blew up and Leia went out into space. That's where he dies. No, that, no, Revenge of the Sith. That, Revenge, no, you're you're, you're talking about the sixth. We're talking about the last prequel film that Lucas right. made. See, that's why Leia oh. was in there because they were babies, son. Oh, the prequel. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm totally I'm totally backwards on the... Oh, We're man. talking about A New Hope through Jedi. Twelve characters that were in those who are also in the final uh, installment of the original prequel. Emperor. Emperor, oh, yes. Emperor uh, Palpatine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You got three more to go. Oh, I could guess Wedge Antilles, but God, he'd be young. No, no, he'd be. He, he, no, you're a little same... closer. You're a little, a little closer with that uh, than Captain Did, Antilles. That... No, no, no. I'm saying, think of uh, where's Wedge from? The Rebellion. I mean, I don't Tatooine. know. Tatooine. No, we don't know. Yeah, he, we don't know where Wedge yes, is from. He's from Tatooine. It, no, he's he from isn't. Tatooine. That's Biggs. Oh, Biggs. I'm sorry. Oops, I screwed up. All right, well, think Tatooine. <laughs> Big think Stark Lighter? Big Stark Lighter? Jabba. Jabba. No. No. Jabba's not, not you know. In... Owen and Beru. Yeah, Owen and Beru. There you go. And uh, the last one, the last one, I can say this, is that most definitely he appeared in. Boba Fett. I already said that. Yep. Oh, he appeared. Fett. He appeared. This this guy appeared in New Hope. Uh-huh. But the actor who played him did not Tarkin. appear in. Yes. You got mm-hmm. them all. Yeah. Tarkin. Yeah, Grandma. They, they yeah they, oh. they they did the um the the uh, animation of Peter, of Peter Cushing's. Yep. All God, right. Peter Cushing um, was a damn good actor. He was. He or, was, and he was an amazing person too. He was, he was a really class act. 
Uh, Dune is one of the most uh, one of the world's best-selling science fiction novels, but it was rejected by publishers more than twenty times. Eventually, it was accepted by Chilton, a car manual publisher. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I thought so. Um, and let me see. And uh, that's not really that great. Um, uh, our, oh, yes. Uh, our universe exists within the Marvel multiverse. It is designated Earth 1218. So just so you know, we're on Earth 1218. And finish the Star Wars quotes and identify their speakers. Uh, a, somebody has to save our blank into the garbage chute. Backsides. No, somebody has to save our uh, skins. End of the garbage, you flyboy. Yes. And that was... Uh... Miles oh, you want us to complete the quote? Not, the, and, not and say and who mentioned it. Yes, yes, son. Complete the quote oh, yeah. and then say who said it. Oh, complete it. the quote. Never mind. Sorry. I was... Okay. Uh, so the next one is a blank blank. Jeez, I'm out of it for a little while. Everyone gets blank of blank. Uh, a thermal detonator? No. Yeah. No. Not a thermal detonator. Could you repeat the quote? A blank, blank? Jeez, I'm out of it for a little while. Everyone gets blank of blank. Delusions of grandeur. Yes. Uh, but what is a, a blank, blank? A Jedi, a Jedi Knight. Knight. A Jedi Knight. Yes. Han, Solo. Han Solo. Yes. Yep. There you go. Uh, and here's one. Um, you've blank, your highness. I am a blank like my blank was before me. You failed, your highness. I'm a Jedi like my father was before me, Luke Skywalker. There you go. Uh, and the last one is I'm blank with the blank. And the blank is with blank. I'm one with the force. <laughs> the force and the force is with Yoda. Me. Yoda. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, there. Oh no. Um, D. What? Cheer it, Imwe. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Actually, not Yoda. Oh. Yes, it shit. is. It's a. It's it, it's the yeah the 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 swordsman the uh, the blind. Yeah, the blind. Yeah. Guy. Yep. Oh, very cool. Um, and I think that's it. I did see one that I wanted to read. Uh, it, I'll just do a finish the quote from this. Uh, it is um, from seriously. Where is it? It was. I swear to God, it was one of the top top things. Um, sorry, I'm flipping through my my page a day mess here that I just made. Uh, but it's it's a quote. Seriously, it's not there. Okay, maybe it was. I don't know. It might have been further ahead, but uh, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase the quote, but it's. Uh, I think it, the it's. There are two types of beings in this world. Oh no, I'm sorry. There are two types of beings in the universe: those who blank and those who do not. What's the quote? And what's the blank? Who who said it? There are two types of beings in this world, those who blank and those who do not. It's from a movie from 2017. Uh, 
survive. All right, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you who said it. Okay. It's Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. There are two types of beings in the universe: those who blank and those who do not. Those who dance and those who do not. <laughs> yes, there you go. All right, there we go. That's what we got up until uh, the twentieth. That wasn't Drax. I thought that was. I thought that was um, Star Lord. Sounds like Drax. The wording of it. I'm okay. fairly certain it's Drax. Fair so enough. I remember him saying it. So, um, and one last. Uh, one last one. I will blank for those who cannot blank for themselves. From a 2017 movie. Who was it? What's the quote? Fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. Yes. And what movie was it from 2017? What character? Uh... Also the title of the movie. The name of the character is also the title of the movie. We all love the movie. We all love the movie. Probably about, about the best thing out of the <clears throat> DCEU. Wonder Woman. There Princess you go. Di- Princess all Diana. Right. Yeah, that was Wonder Woman who said that. All right, there you go, guys. That was a little bit of trivia. Uh, everybody pour one out for Michael the Bee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to Michael. Not Michael the Bee. Oh, to I'm Michael. Out of water. I'm out of water. Shit. Oh, well. I'll drink twice. Um, there you go. So, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack things. I just thought that could be, no, that could fun. be fun. That was a great wrap-up. Yeah. yeah, next week I'll go through what we have uh, up until... And uh, unfortunately, it's not a ton of actual trivia questions. But we'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do a recap every week and we'll use this thing till the end of the year. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. Uh, parting shots, Miles. What do you got? Oh gosh. Well, expect more of the uh, floundering from the White House and uh, uh, those on the right. You know, Fox Fox News doing their thing, and enjoy it. All right, Michelle. Um, my parting shot is just remember, everybody, take time to have some fun. You know, do something you enjoy. You know, make a special commitment to do something you really like. Because you're going to, you know, that, that sort of a break is needed. And um, it'll, it, it will help keep you sane. And that's my parting shot. Kenny. Everybody, while well, well, it's winter and cold and crappy, uh, make yourself some fun food. Uh, experiment in the kitchen. Uh, today, I made for the very first time, um, not the first time homemade macaroni and cheese. I have made it before. But I made homemade macaroni and cheese with buffalo chicken in it. And it came out pretty damn good. I got to say, I, I, I'm patting myself on the back over that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I like Michelle's advice for sure. And, uh, Miles is right. Uh, you know, it seems like the, the wheels of confusion are, uh, spinning out of control, uh, and out of the white house. 
And I'm um, not sure exactly what's going on on Tuesday, uh, but um, just everybody uh, keep, you know, keep sending positive vibes to Kenny Pick Sr. Uh, because uh, I talked to him again today. He's doing better, but it's going to be it's probably going to be a, a six to eight, you know, four, four to six month recovery is what he said before he's back to his old self, you know, I mean, mentally he's all there and everything, but you know, it, 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 when you're his age and you, you have that kind of surgery, it does take quite a physical toll. Yes. He, he's, he was up and around today. He was sitting up in a chair for, he said a good five hours. He walked around. Um, um, but you know, like I said, uh, last night on my show, uh, I bruised some ribs years ago and, it was torture waiting for those to, to mend up. So I can't even imagine what he's going to be going through after having, you know, his, you know, his rib cage opened up and wired back together, you know? So, um, but yeah, so everybody, you know, uh, every day is going to be a struggle, but you know, little by little, I'm hoping he gets back uh, where he needs to be. And whenever he's in a little bit better shape, I'm going to be buying him a laptop too. Uh, he tried to argue with me about that today, and it was like, they're not that much money. I'm buying you a laptop. Stop arguing. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't. I didn't say it like that. I said, no, I'm gonna buy you a laptop. They're not that much money. So, uh, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna steal his house keys from his girlfriend too, and go down and get his house in better shape for him when he gets gets out of the the hospital because you know he's been living like a bachelor for too long, and you know uh, gonna gonna you know open things up a little bit in the house and, you know, and make things maybe easier get, him some, yeah. get some better furniture and shit too. So, um, cause he didn't spend money on stuff like that. He's got money. He just doesn't spend it on stuff like that. <laughs> so, he's a coin collector. That's all he cares about, you know? Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, that's it. Yeah. Everybody, uh, appreciate all your continued thoughts, prayers, positive vibes, whatever, whatever you got in your, in your arsenal uh, of compassion, I'll take it. So, Always. thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, my prank shot. Please consider checking out the forgot uh, the, the the promised Neverland as well as Carmen Sandy on Netflix. Um, of course, the first I did confirm during the last break that uh, the first episode of the promised Neverland is up for free viewing on Crunchyroll. Um, and if you want a subscription, it's not that expensive, and you get access to a bunch of great anime. It's a win-win. And of course, you can all read all the uh, manga uh, on uh, through for two dollars a month. So, and that and that doesn't just include the Promised Neverland. That includes uh, My Hero Academia, One Piece, Naruto. It's mostly shonen stuff, okay. though. Yeah, does it have the Promised Nether regions as well? <sighs> Can we not let that one die? <laughs> Come on, it's funny. I love I love slips of the tongue and whatnot. Especially in my promise never regions. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. That was <laughs> that was a step too far. Fair enough. Alright, uh that's it for us. Everyone have a nice weekend. Uh, and uh, well, nice week. Enjoy the holiday. I have to work while well, it's 23 degrees outside. <laughs>
Uh, well, you're man. not working outside. Well, no, but I have. I still have to go to work in that. Welcome to my world, buddy. <laughs> I haven't lived in, in up, layers. I haven't, li I haven't lived in Illinois for four, for almost five years. Well, uh, okay, so you better. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call soft. you an Alabama night or whatever if you if you don't if you stop complaining about the weather. You wouldn't you, dare. It, you always say you're you're you always say you're a Chicagoan, so so buckle up. You wouldn't dare. I would. I, I believe, would. I believe you would. I'll tear that bandaid off of that with, without even counting to three. Fair enough. All right, we'll be back next week. Everyone have a great weekend. Bye. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Casting worm. Push the button, Frank. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.